What's up, brother? How you doing? How you feeling? Have you seen your mother? When you see her next time, tell her that I love her I was crashing in the living room like Donald Glover No heat, had to use the hoodie for my covers Contemplating life Alright, 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 it's your boy E Brown. What's up, brother? It's your boy Troy, and welcome, welcome to the What's to Up, the brother, up brother podcast. All right, thank uh, you guys for tuning in. I want to thank all the listeners. You know how we start this out. You know how we start this out, man. I want to thank all the listeners. I want to thank right. everybody that subscribed on YouTube, the listeners over that's on right. Spotify. We are that's up right. on Apple Music now. I'll try that's to put right. the link down below in the video up on YouTube, and then when I that's post right. it on the on the group on Facebook, I make sure to drop the the that's Apple right. the Apple uh, link with the rest of the links. But uh, that's yeah, right. man, for all you guys that's listening, man, we want to thank you guys, man. We we right. here we here again. We back with another one today. We got right. our first female right. guest in the building. All right, yes. first female guest. And uh, she is close to me. She is close to me. Um, she's right next to me. Yeah, she's right. She's right next to me. <laughs> but, um, today, today's just going to be about growing up in the hood, having kids in the hood, and then starting a business in the hood. All right? And we're gonna get we're gonna get up in here. We're gonna get up in here, and we see you guys when she get here. All right. Hey, it's been forever. How are you? How are you? What's going on? Good. How's that? How's everything going? How's everything going? Busy, 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 busy. Kids sleep? The kids sleep? No. Uh oh. Your niece is included. <laughs> you said she's what? And she's included. Oh, she's included. Hi, Demi. She is the culprit. She's upset. Yo, she's she's definitely <laughs> your niece. She's definitely a Johnson. Like, yes, she is. Yeah. 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%. Well, it's good to have you, Mazza. Thank, thank you, you for having me. Anytime. Thank you for stopping by, man. We uh we appreciate it. Just to let you know, you are our first woman on the show, too. So hey. you gotta you gotta stand up for you guys and, and right. make a make a statement today. Right? P.O.P. Hold it down. All right. Fucking know it. All right. So let's get it. But before we start, we always like to start. Well, I like I like to try to start <laughs> by having our guests introduce themselves. So tell tell oh, the people that's oh. listening a little bit about yourself. All right. Well, I'm an artist first. Um, mom, my name's Maha. Uh, I run a business called Wonder World. It's kick ass. Um, it's a mix of my art and streetwear. And I kick the fuck up, basically. Well, we like to hear that. We like to hear <laughs> that. that. Like to hear. I like, like to hear that. that. Hey. I like to hear that. So we're just gonna start off light, man. So just tell us, tell us what it was like growing up in Jersey City. What was your, what was the environment around you like? It was fucking fun. It was. It was like <laughs> Rugrats rated R. Like it was fucking wild, like yo. Rooftops, like ride parties, fucking after yep, school fights, sneaker games. It was crazy. It was crazy. It was lit. Yeah, back back then was a uh, good. It was sneaker. wild, but it was lit. So hard. I don't know what you're talking about. My mine is so too. I'm looking at my true blue threes right now. Yes. Wow. Um, so what was like some of your experiences growing up in Jersey City? Uh, well, you know me. I was, I don't want to say alternative, but I definitely wasn't, you know, I, I, I'm blended with crowds, but I definitely, um, I guess stood out a bit. So, you know, there was moments of like ridicule, like, 
you act white. That was always, <laughs> that was the best one. Like you act white or, yeah, oh, yeah. you know, it's the girl that rides the skateboard. Like that right. was. <laughs> to say, we got that one all the time. Yeah, we got that all the time. Yeah, man. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't cool in our time days. growing up riding skateboards exactly. as a black person, uh, right? For real, it wasn't. So, it, wasn't like, it was cool because I was mixy, like, you know, like a little bit of hood, a little mm-hmm. bit of some other shit. So it was like, it was cool. Right. But it was different at the time because, like, everybody wasn't blended like they are now. Like, mm-hmm. now, like, the shit yeah. we got picked on for was, is, like, it's cool. Deep, like, it's cool now. It's like, cool now. if you it's had crazy. on dunks in school instead of Jordans, it was like, what are you doing? Now yeah. it's like, why now don't you, you have dunks? Wear dunks? For real. Yeah. yeah like, and they don't you even guys know. want them all. <laughs> <They don't laughs> time, know. time did do a 360, bro. It's just it's it so really different did. from the time that we, that really we grew did. up here in Jersey City. To the way it is now, like even the dangerous back then wasn't as much as it is now. So just talk talk a little bit about that. What dangers did you face in the environment around you growing up as a teenager? We went to Lincoln, man. Like shit. Like you fucking come out of school, it could be lunchtime. Like whole full fledged shit. Like (laughs) crowd chicken was a spot. Yo, dangerous but we didn't even really peep how dangerous it was like i see like how like secure they make shit after school for kids now like when i go get my kids like it's like cops on the corner and like you know like everybody's like let's get these kids home but like for us it was like all right it's you know it's three o'clock good luck hope i see you tomorrow we had cops we had cops outside (laughs) of lincoln but it was easy because it was only two of them exactly like they have like whole fucking patrols like every fucking corner like what mm-hmm. there would have been no room definitely for that stepped up the security shit. in schools with, with all uh, the little crazy you know shootings that's going on definitely time is, uh, time is different shit. well we had metal detectors yeah. growing up in lincoln lincoln had metal yeah detectors. you had to that's all like, definitely i'll be the first to tell you people still were sneaking guns into the building oh, right? they definitely yeah. were still got guns in the building bro yeah. Oh God, because nobody they wasn't checking them back book bags to the fullest. There's a lot of times kids. you pull up. No, nah, I just and plus the kids always just found a way because they'll be pulling up five, ten minutes before they gotta be even be the class. Mm-hmm. Talking about throwing their bag behind somebody somebody else's uh, under another person just so that shit could slide together. No, nah, what they what they used to do is it's just one of them go in the building, they go through the metal checker, go to the side door, open the side door, and let the other one in. Yep. You that know too. that very well. That's how that's yeah. how people that even that's how people that didn't go to Lincoln got into Lincoln. Yeah. So it was yeah, the same thing. I don't know I what so you guys' experiences was in high school, but oh, I was Lincoln happy to get out of there too. Lincoln was number one. I was happy to like get out that. of there too, much. That it was is you don't you ain't, the, you ain't alone there. I remember graduating. Me and the ele- my sister graduated together, and we walked to the corner of Crescent. And I was like, "You want to take one look, one more look at Lincoln?" And I never went around there for years, bro, because I didn't want to see that building. I don't, it's, it was traumatizing. We didn't even have books. Right. We went through a lot, but so how, 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 like, what, 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 what you just, just alluded to, like school, how did that play a role in like growing up? 
Uh, like the environment you were in school with all like the the the, the gangs and the school lacking uh, the educational tools that we needed. You know what it was? My mom moved me around a lot, and you know me, I was a little troubled, uh, to say <laughs> the very least. I was a I was rebellious, and I got very bored easily. So like I went to performing arts school. Yeah, yeah, like I went to like performing arts school before that. So like it was. I knew what a school was supposed to be. And then like, once, you know, I got sent back over here, it was like, this is a fucking playground. Like y'all really can't monitor me like that. And like, what are, why are you telling me what to do? And you can't give me a book. Like, <laughs> so it was just like, once I got the, the jits of, oh, let me go to homeroom so they don't call home. It was kind of like, I right, like it's Arlington Park from here. So mm-hmm. like all those like, you know, and God rest it. So a lot of them we lost. Like a lot of those yeah. people, like I used to go to Arlington Park with to smoke with, like they're they not they here today. Here to tell the story. Not yeah. lots of gang violence. And we were young, yeah. like yeah. they was like Boy, 14, wrong place, 15. Wrong yeah, like it was yeah. just wow. Like mm-hmm. we were in stuff that like we had no fucking business being in. And we didn't have shit to do. So it was like you either got sports, but once that's over, you know. It's, I mean, I wouldn't say I, would, I wouldn't say we didn't have shit to do because we had each other, and that's that's one thing I, I could other, say but... that I think kind of helped all of us get through the hood was that we had each other, we looked out for each mm-hmm. other, we we fought like regular family, but we all fucking always came together, got back in the block parties, had fun together, played together. Oh, yeah. So it was always something to do. But I get what you're saying when you're saying there's nothing to do. Like the environment around us didn't offer us too much of tools mm-hmm. for us to do something nothing with our lives to get out of the, the environment that we win. Yeah, because, like, look at Barry Lane now. Like, they got a whole skate park. Like, could you imagine? Right. Like, I'm at work, and, like, I see, like, all day, like, kids coming from, like, the hill on boards, mm-hmm. and that shit is just, like, yo. It's funny because it it's funny because I just went across Arlington Park, and it looks the same from when I was 12. Yo, I literally know The swings are the same. The I tagged you jump up on the in scene. there, like, maybe, like, a kid ago. Like, that might have been, like, Maybe five, six years ago, I tagged him in there. That shit is so I like so how weird. you said nine. She said not a week ago. A kid ago. A kid ago. A kid ago. <laughs> so, That's a whole form of time right there. So, no. so moving yes. on, uh, let me ask. Do you feel like the, do you feel what you learned from the environment around you helped you, helped you get to where you are today? Hell yeah. And Hell yeah. I'm built different. Like, yeah, like I got to experience I'm like Jersey City is different. cool. Like we are literally like a melting pot. And like they say that now, but like now it's really segregated. But before it was like, I you got a white dude on the block, like he's homie. Like you got a Spanish person on the block, like they homie, like because they just like we neighbors, like this is just a community. Jersey City is not really like that now. Like it's a shit ton of fucking nationalities here, mm-hmm. but it's segregated but it's as yep. fuck. So like at that time, like I was don't trust each to, other. Then. That's a whole yeah. bunch of new faces. Exactly. That exactly. So like growing up, it was pretty cool because like ev- it was a mix of everybody. Like mm-hmm. you had a you had like the communal Paul homies or like mm-hmm. the dog side homies, but then like you also had your friends you linked up with to skate or just like mm-hmm. your like your artsy friends. Oh, yeah. And then like we had all the street art and like all of the most fight like look at calls they called us from jersey city like mm-hmm. we got to see that shit firsthand when it was completely illegal like yeah. that shit made uh-huh. me who i am like i can remember seeing like 
alone in these space like for the first time and I was like yo I want to do that and I had to be like and maybe in like the fourth fifth grade like to this day like I see a tag and I'm like yes but that shit, shit I've done that me. myself <laughs> this is one tag yeah. this is one tag that's uh is this one tag that's downtown uh on communipool it's like uh on eli on eli street or eli avenue i forget the name of the, the block but the thing is beautiful bro that thing is beautiful i'll see if i can find a picture of it and i'll pop it up when this part comes out i'll pop it up on the screen but the thing is beautiful man and you are right we had a lot of like uh, street art was illegal back then like <laughs> you got caught by the police bro yo you, you, you was literally you going. going to kearney like you were going bro there was no hands ever but about it now it's like now it's more more looked at you can still get in trouble for it now but it's, it's more it's looked true. at as an art than yeah. it's one of those where it's like you got to get a permit it's, it's it, now you know, yeah a permit or it's about where you're tagging mm-hmm. exactly yeah. so like that shit was everything like it was yep. it was everything you know like I, I'm definitely thankful because like little did we know like we had like a <laughs> I don't give a fuck who gets offended but we had like a cooler version of New York I mean, we had a lot of fun as kids, man. But it was like you said earlier, it was dangerous around us that as kids we didn't pay attention to. And the key of you saying that is if you look into today in Jersey City, kids that were our age where we wasn't paying attention or we were oblivious to the dangers around us, kids nowadays are the dangers around us. Yes. They give no fucks. Uh, <laughs> uh, my Chemical Romance has a song called Teenagers. Uh, yeah, yep. I, I sure. know it well. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a spin image of Jersey City. So yes, spin image of Jersey City. Wow. Do you do you uh, do you try and give back to the community, or have you already in some form of way, Ma? Always. Like this is this is home. Like no matter where yeah. I go, like I always end up back here. Like, I know oh, I'm eventually, I'm going to leave, but I'm going to come back. Right. Like, I tell myself, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to move out of state or out of the country, but I'm going to come back. Like, I'm going to come back. So it's like, I, so you can't stay I, away from home. I can't stay away from home, but like, I do my best. Like, I try to work with, like, I love, I love, I love freaking black me united i feel like they i definitely need to take a saturday unfortunately my saturdays are the days that my shop are open but like i definitely i try to do my donations with them i work with them for like a couple of events but like they are amazing they do what our mayor and our churches are supposed to do like their clothing distribution food distribution raising money for like actual people in our community when they're like low on rent single mothers that have been affected by something like and that shit is powerful because like these are people like these are young people from our community coming out Mm -hmm. of their pockets going out their way using their time effectively and you know it's kind of fucked up because like the city doesn't really give them the recognition that they deserve and they kind of go against what they're doing but you know like i go against yeah. the shit like because that it doesn't uh, make them money that's why but, exactly uh, so right. drop, me, drop me the links of everything send me send me a text after this and drop me the links of everything so i could pop it up on right. the screen and i could throw it down in uh in the description below the video so if people do want to check it out they can check it out absolutely right um, so getting back on uh about the the environment around you uh what part would you say that you played in helping your sister because you do have a sister that grew up with you uh what part uh so what part would you say that you played in helping your sister understand the environment around her to get her to where she is today i mean i was a renegade i did it all so like she kind of got to 
I tell her all the time, like, you didn't have to make the mistakes I made because I scared the shit out of you. So you didn't do them. Like, it wasn't my intention to make it so easy for you, but it did. Yeah. And I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm happy. And then when she saw, like, the obstacles, like, I overcame, like, it just, it totally, like, shot her out. And even, like, when she first started modeling, like, she was here a lot. And, like, it was just like, yo, listen, you gotta do this. Whatever you need, we're gonna do it. Well, she actually just had um, my nephew. So this is baby number two. So mama is taking a break. From the oh, camera. Tell, tell her when you talked to her, I said congratulations. I didn't know she had Absolutely. Yeah. Tell her, tell her I definitely said congratulations. She did she come a long well. way. I know. I watched it. So uh, she did come a long way, man. I, I never got to tell her, but I am proud of, you know, the person that she did, uh, you know, build herself to be. Because like I said, we all grew up in the hood, man. And any one of us could have been a statistic. Mm-hmm. Any one of us could have fell to the street. But we all kind of found our own way out. And mm-hmm. I think that's the that's the key that we could take and share with our younger ones because now we all have kids and that's the part of this podcast Tyrone's a father I'm a father you're a mother most of the people that we do have on the podcast are fathers and um and the most of the people are the women that I do have scheduled coming on are mothers so I'm trying to keep that kind of uh outlook for the podcast because I want to get into that community aspect and you touched on yeah it. we, you know we work hard man yeah. and we're a 24 yeah. 7 job like people get to yeah. other people get to sleep I say that all the time like please, yo, if you're competing with me you're wasting it right now yo, yo I'm <laughs> you, I tell people all the time it. like you can't <laughs> compete with me because like we're not on the same time no, yeah so like if you feel like you're competing with me while you have no children and I'm literally working from the moment I'm working in my sleep. Right. Like, <laughs> there's no way. I feel you on that one. Like, it's just, we're not the same. Like, please oh, understand, no. our grind is different. Like, mm-hmm. my money can't just go to my, like, my passion. Like, it gets split mm-hmm. up. So, like, mm-hmm. if you feel like we at a rat race, baby, you already losing because I only got the same amount of time as you. Right. <laughs> 100. No, definitely understand that because, you know, people do think they give the same energy, but sometimes, Nah, our energy is just different, man. When we want, when we want something, when we really want something, bro, it ain't no stopping us from getting it positive, not negative. Yo, we ain't no naps out here. Right. We don't we don't sleep till we get it done. So I don't even that, know what a nap is. Right. Yo, that that I leads me about ten years. Right. I don't think I ever I slept since I mean, like maybe. Yo, I was getting mad at somebody. I forgot who it was. Oh, it's my lady's cousin because she was like, oh. I just woke up about an hour ago and it's one o'clock. And I'm like, wait, you woke up at 12? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, I don't even remember the last time I even woke I could up, do like, that. slept in. <laughs> but I don't have that. Like, I mean, I can kind of wake up at 12. You know, I kind of wake up at 12. But, you know, I go to sleep at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning because I'm over here working. So I'm over here trying to get stuff done. But uh, what what role did the community play in, in you growing up? Um, I mean, back then we had it good. Like we mm-hmm. had like such a community. Like our parents could yeah. literally leave us outside for hours. We could go oh, to the God. store, like oh, and God. all those people in that whole radius 
were watching over us like mm-hmm. all the time like that is a fucking blessing because like people literally don't give a fuck uh, no like, no more no they don't out, no more, no. they are out for so somebody could snatch your child up and nobody will help fucking eye. watch they it will and it. They they that also makes it hard for, for you to want to trust people with your kids at the same time in I'm order to build you. that village that it takes in order to raise them because you don't even trust motherfuckers these days man no, nope. exactly. and it's hard to see today. See, the, the problem is the problem is really be trying to beat them. The problem is what today is like you just alluded to something that's very, very important when it comes to the community, Mahasi. It's the people in the community. In today's mm-hmm. community, you can't touch nobody, kid. You can't say, you nothing, can't to say nothing to nobody. Kid. You can't look nothing. at nobody, kid. You can't do nope. any of that, or they're gonna try to fight nope. you, kill you, or something. Yes. That's the most oh, prized yeah. possession. Where back in the day, and we was oh, outside yeah. acting up, and one of our neighbors store, they were snatching us up and bringing us home. Yeah, for real. And exactly. we couldn't say shit about it. You could say nothing oh, about it. That's what a community is. That's why that old saying, it takes a village to raise a village child, that's where it comes child. from. That shit is it comes from the community good. around the people. Mm-hmm. And it was the same for my parents with somebody else kid on the block. If they seen them doing wrong, they were snatching them up, bro. Exactly. Right. Because it's a, it's about accountability. Like, yes, these are is. the young people that are going to shape your community. Right. Like, you have to, yeah. like... If somebody is not paying attention, like if my child runs in the street and they're about to get hit by a car, I expect somebody to step in just like I was stepping for somebody else's mm-hmm. child. Right. And that same mm-hmm. thing applies to anything mm-hmm. you see a child doing. Like if right. you see them doing some wild shit, yo, we're not doing Calm that. Down. I know your mother. Like, where's your mother Bye. at? Man, like, you know, but now, now like you're getting into a wrong. whole scrap with somebody's mother over some shit like that. And it's right. crazy. There was a kid it's killed. Crazy. I don't know if y'all remember it. Uh, there was a kid killed in the Bronx. He was dragged out of a bodega. Yes. I forget his name. Rest in peace. Uh, he was a young kid, but it was a mistaken identity. Junior. Junior, yeah. Junior. Yeah. Let me, I'll tell you this. In Jersey City back in the 90s where we grew up, if, if a kid ran in a store that was chased by, they by guys, it would never. it would have never happened, bro. It would have oh, never yeah. happened. They would have exactly. never been able to kill that kid. Especially and if it was popular. On the, on the that's sad. To go that's time. sad. Yes, but it, it didn't even matter if it was Poppy. What if it was Poppy down the road on Crescent or Poppy all the way downtown? Like it, it didn't matter what Poppy it was. It didn't matter what Poppy it was. We we knew that they were going to protect us. Mm-hmm. And they was like family exactly. The reason why I bring him up is because he didn't have that protection. He didn't get that protection. That that store owner literally told him to get from behind the counter, and then when he came in there after being stabbed multiple times, the store owner still didn't help him. And then, and then later on, the store owner wants later on the store owner wants to say he wants to commit suicide. Why? You made the decision not to help that kid. Exactly. Back, back in the day, we made decisions right. to help. Even I kids like help kids. At some point, oh. like people as a whole forgot that you were supposed to be a human first. Mm. Like I feel like that just really got lost in translation somewhere, and people forgot that you were mm. before anything else. You're a fucking human first. Like you shouldn't need any type of religious or guidance to know like if I was in this position, what the fuck would I want somebody else to do? And exactly. I don't feel like people Help think me. like that anymore. Help like me. It has just no, become it's just, like yeah. a dog world. Yes. Yes, it's, very. It's like it's everybody is it's like everybody's in survival. The evidence just so they could put your whole shit on black. Right, exactly. that's that's a big thing too. Everybody want to pull out their cell phones and record while somebody getting killed, mm-hmm. and nobody want to help. Exactly. Back in the day, kids would have stepped in and helped. We would have stepped in and helped. We did it numerous times to help other kids. Like 
that it's, it's just bizarre. It's, it's just bizarre to me that now we could live in a time where grownups don't want to help young kids. Like we would literally sit there and watch somebody kill a young kid and not help because of gang violence or gang or the, right. or the hoods. They like no, it doesn't matter. They're still kids. Make it hard for them they're still kids. Same though. That's true, but they're still kids. But they're still kids. You're right. You're right. That's one of those reasons why you got to save them so they can learn to get their head out there. But you can't tell them motherfuckers nothing these days, though, because they think they already know everything. 100. But what do you you think that is, Ma? So why can't you tell kids nowadays anything? I feel like it's their parents. Uh, I knew you was going to say it. That's that's the the number one thing it is. It's parents. I feel like it's their parents. It's like, not for nothing, like, I have three girls. They are three different versions of me in entirety. And none of those versions are ever like, I'm going to let you say whatever the fuck you want to say, period. It's never. Just no part of me, no part of my personalities are like that. So, like, they can get crazy. But, like, at the same time, if they're doing some wild shit like and somebody brings that to my attention I want to address that because Mm -hmm. you're telling me something Mm -hmm. about my child because they were obviously doing something some around somebody else that they didn't think they could do around Around it right so let me know but like you say something to a parent now oh why are you talking to my child like that did I ask you like this is my business but it's like bro like even when you go to like parent teacher conferences like my oldest Mm -hmm. go to beloved but like they went to 14 at some time and like you could see the accountability from the parents at like charter schools and then at public schools and like of course Mm -hmm. you have good parents that are just like it's two totally different levels of people yeah but no that's also that's also because of the schools hold those parents to a higher standard yeah, exactly. Hold their children to a and some of them parents, to uh, think they had a at, at a different standard. Yeah, yeah but it's that like, like yeah, that could be true. Charter Catholic or public school, and that shit that they say, where it's like it, there are they are two totally different learning systems. It is the truth. It really is. Yeah, like, because like and, you'll go to like a parent teacher night, and they're like, "Why is my son failing?" And it's like, mm-hmm. "No, no, no. Why is your son failing?" Right. Why, like, you no why on is your son failing? Mm-hmm. Like you had to know in the beginning, in the middle, and then the end that that child was not passing those tests, not bringing in that homework, not doing what they needed mm-hmm. to do. That was your job. That was not their their mm-hmm. job is to tell your child what to do. Your job is to make sure that they fucking do it. So like mm-hmm. the whole responsibility, it's like you think that they're like an educational babysitter mm-hmm. and they're not. These people don't get paid shit. Like mm-hmm. they're literally coming out of pocket. Just to fit, and they feel like they glorify babysitters too, just because they hate their jobs most of the time because they're dealing with some ancient motherfuckers that don't want to be there. Exactly. And it's just like it's a it's a bitter cycle. Like it's a very bitter cycle and it's mm-hmm. it's gotten worse. Because, like, now it's, like, before, if a teacher brought something to your attention, like, you would address it with your child, and then, like, your child can, you know, level up from that. But now it's, like, if you're enabling your child... behavior they're the not behavior is just going to get worse yeah they're mm. just going to get worse and eventually it's going to affect them their learning mm-hmm. like mm. and it's just like a trickle because like now you have these kids running around with chips on their shoulder that are about to grow up and not be accountable for anything what the fuck do you think that's <laughs> what do you think that's gonna be like as an adult like mm-hmm. it's dangerous like it's yeah. very dangerous yeah 
So yeah. what are what are some of the difficulties you face having three children? Oh fucking YouTube, bro. <laughs> she said YouTube, the the like the age YouTube. of fucking electronics. Like mm-hmm. I have these grown-ups with like speech delays entertaining my children and they're fucking everywhere. Like these, like it's Jesus Christ. <laughs> like there's you. no you know, there's no like um there's no ratings on YouTube. So it's like it just goes from one video mm-hmm. to the next. And they're just like what always mind boggles me is like, why the fuck are you watching other kids play with toys? Like you have all these toys, but you want to watch this kid open Someone this fucking toy. And that was just mind boggling to me because it's just like y'all aren't even living. You're just watching other people live. And that yeah. is like, mm-hmm. and then like, that's a great seeing, point. That's a great way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's and then like, it is, these are it is. not the most well behaved kids either. No. So it's like, they think that that shit is okay. And I'm like, now I got to be the mean yeah. mom. Because now I got to let you know, nah, bro, that's you not me. No like, it's not me. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you got, like, TikTok. Like, TikTok can be very, I'm very big on words. So, yeah, like, I, I took TikTok when, away from my son and I, I gave him kids YouTube. He don't have no big YouTube. Yeah, because it's like, they're repeating the words to the song. It's like, I keep, yo, y'all That's exactly why he got shit. his TikTok took him. Yeah, like you're mm-hmm. manifesting this shit because it's not like these like TikTok songs are like anything that are like it's not good shit. Like no, you're just not. you're just saying some shit you don't even know what the fuck you're talking about, and mm-hmm. that's like that's another thing for me. And then like they are not. I try to make sure that my girls are very independent, and mm-hmm. yeah, no, that and they're not aware at mm-hmm. all. Like their senses. God forbid, like if everything was to go off the grid, these kids are fucked. Yeah. (laughs) Because where are the teachings? Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's just like they don't pay attention to anything. It's just like that sensor, like Mm -hmm. that animal instinct to like hear, like pick up on certain things they don't have. And I make sure Mm -hmm. they're very independent, but that's still something that, like, no matter what I do, they're just not. Like, they're constantly asking me, like, yo, where can I walk to the store? I'm like, I don't trust you because I don't feel like you're going to pay attention. Like, you have to keep in mind, like, we grew up knowing, like, don't accept candy from a stranger. Like, there's oh, people no. that could be watching. Like, people still kids. Yes, they think parents, that shit is a joke. Yeah. Like, see, that's remember crazy. the white van? The white van yes. was serious in Jersey City. Remember the white van? Yes. We scared. People, we, yeah, we stuck together in packs. Swapped mm. up on guard, yeah. yo. Yeah, we really had a buddy system back then. Yeah, that's the that's the thing to me is like, who it goes back to you just said like something a little while ago like who is teaching our kids, man? Yeah, it, it surely ain't crazy. it surely ain't the parents because no. and I said this in another I said this in another episode. The, where's the father at? He's either in jail in the streets or working two to three jobs to support the house. Where's the mother at? Mm-hmm. Out either in jail in the streets or out doing whatever the fuck she wants. She's not home with her kids or paying the next paying enough time, uh, spending enough time with her kids to show them and teach them the things they need to know. Mm-hmm. So who, who who do you leave it to if neither the father and mother is doing it? That's when grandmas used to coming, yo. Yep. Gra- new grandmas is different. They'd be like, but man, teens What's the kids. difference? What's the difference? <laughs> That's a great that you bring up grandmas. What's the difference from grandmas back then and grandmas today? I was about to grandmas, say the difference. Go ahead, you go. 
grandma's back so like one thing I appreciate about other cultures, which we really used to have, but now like your grandma's just like, fuck this, I'm going on a cruise. Like I got I listen, I got a life too. But <laughs> before, mm-hmm. like they understood, like, yo, listen, I ain't got shit to do today. Let me take my mm-hmm. grandbabies so that mm-hmm. my child has enough time to breathe. So she not right, being shit out these kids. Right, or, oh, let me make it easier so she don't have to pay for daycare. Because, like, when you go downtown, these people have money. These people are stacked. It don't matter where you go. But oh, their yeah. parents always have their kids. Now that I'm gone. Yo, their parents always have their kids. Like, always. Because they know. Like, it doesn't matter how much money they make. Either like, that, obviously. They got time. Lessons you could teach them. They yeah, look up to you. Like, they try they to grow from you. That. And when they don't have you, guess what they do? They look for somebody else. But Tyrone, what was your answer to the question? I was my answer was gonna be shit. The grandmas ain't as old as what our grandmas used to be. And that, that was, was my like, answer is that grandmothers are younger. younger. Grandmothers are younger. You know grandmas because grandmas have low-key always been young, though. They just kind of always carried themselves like they was old. Like, we got old grandmas, but we got young grandmas. We've been had young grandmas. We, we and they did, still but it wasn't kids. to their extent. It they <laughs> did, because they fell, they fell in with the culture that was around them, the young grandmas. Because, like, when right, you when, think when, about it, like, when, when our mothers, parents kids, were young having kids. Right, but that's what I was about right. to say. When mothers' kids had kids at a young age, the mother would be there for them. She, she is not a grandmother. Right. She will help along the way. So that's why you had what you're saying, younger grandmothers, but they will fit the culture that's around them, that other grandmothers or the environment the community, like that was around them. And that's mindset. what other people write. In today's community, mm-hmm. the grandmothers are much younger than what our grandmothers, the young grandmothers that we oh, had back wow. then. They are much younger because now kids are out here having babies at 15, 16 yeah. years old, more than they were in the 90s, because I said this also in another episode. If I don't know if you remember this, Mazen, but we had this whole outcry of 16-year-old girls getting pregnant. And bef- that's I remember that. 16 and yep. pregnant TV show came right. out. I remember that. 16-year-old girls from getting pregnant. I was just telling 16-year-old girls can go get birth control without their parents' permission. All this stuff started then. I remember there was this, um, I was just telling somebody this, like, I remember in fifth grade, there was this girl I went to school with, and, like, I remember I got there, I moved, I just moved, my mother just moved to East Orange, so I went to East Orange for a little bit, and, like, I had, Mm -hmm. I was the new girl, and I was cool with this girl maybe, like, a month, two months. Before I knew it, she had to leave school, because she was pregnant, and I'm like, Mm -hmm. like, when I look back at it now, I'm like, yo, shorty was, like, 10, like, what the fuck are you serious? <laughs> like, she, and then she had another baby, like, a year or two later. And it was just like, yo, she was, Man. like, she wasn't now, even a teenager. take again. that one girl, and then today you multiply that one girl by 10,000. Yo, mm-hmm. the amount of strollers yeah, okay. I see after school is, the like, amount of kids, The amount of kids That's that have brain. kids that don't know how to raise them. So let's go back to early, the early in this conversation when, when we said that you can't community a kid anymore. You can't tell a kid, hey, you're not supposed to be doing that because a mother is going to be like, why are you talking to my kid like that? Who is this telling that person 
why are you talking to my kid like that? It's these young mothers, the ones with the attitudes, the ones in the street. Yes, yeah, true. That's who it is. It's the young girls because they don't have any guidance. They have kids that they can't even guide because they don't have guidance. Shit. And then they so, probably so because they alone because they got young baby fathers that ain't shit. Right. So what happens is their, their kid ends up being raised stupid. by their norms and then their kid winds up repeating the cycle. Well, these new babies over, are bad as fuck. Over and over and over. Oh, the cycle repeats. <laughs> Because Please we won't change. My son bad as hell. My elbow dropped that little nigga. Oh, God. So, <laughs> so Mahasan, what would you say you share with your children that you learned as a child? Um, hmm. Ooh, these niggas. <laughs> yeah. Right. hard questions. <laughs> um, children, what you got? What you? What you giving them? What lesson from back then you giving them? Uh, let's see. Uh, yo, my biggest thing. what I mostly get like complimented on is how independent they are like I'm not a helicopter parent whatsoever like I drop them off at school and I see these parents get out walk the kids to the door even though they clearly say you are not supposed to fucking do that but this all of them do it and I'm like the only one like bye get out see you later I'm not a helicopter parent at all. Like, if you need something from downstairs, if I know you can get it, you're getting it. Like, that I pride myself on. But I've always Mm -hmm. been that person. Like, I left home early. Like, I was Mm -hmm. working, like, the second I could work. Like, it Mm -hmm. put me in a position that I'm in now. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I I expect nothing less from them. And they kind of pick up, like, I get compliments on that all the time. Like, yo, they're very independent, like, you know, I don't have to tell them to do much. And I'm like, yeah, because I really, I pride myself on making sure that they don't depend on people for anything, mm-hmm. especially as girls. Like, I don't want them to be easily impressed or dependent on anybody because I feel like that's like the most slippery slope for like females in general. Mm-hmm. So it's just Why? like to have three girls, like, by the time they turn 21, I want to make sure their passport is filled up so no nigga can ever impress them nice. on some small level ever. Like you've seen the world, know. you're gonna have to go harder than that. No, so it's like that know. independence is like I'm always asking them, like, yo, what are you good at? Like, oh, so you like that. So what are you gonna do to make sure you get better at it? There like, that's go. always my thing. So like it's just it's important that they understand mm-hmm. like yo it's hard out here for like it's hard out here for people in general but like for women like <laughs> we are a fucking joke a lot of the time so like i always want them to know like yo be on your fucking toes do you think it, do you think it has getting has do you think it has gotten better for women over the time um, i don't know man like i want to say yeah but like I don't know. Like, I don't think it got better for black women. Like, it might have got better for like white women, maybe trans women. <laughs> but yeah. like, for black women, like, I don't like. We still not really getting like. We got there's men that protect us. There's people that protect us. I'm not gonna go out there and say that like I don't have like a gang of people that if something happens to me that they not gonna pull up. Mm-hmm. but like right. and there's, there's been situations where like if I've gotten into a situation outside like there's been some random man that came you know to like you know interject yeah like interject <laughs> in a situation but like you know there's still situations where like you know there's women that 
I mean, we just had a situation like old girl was literally with her kids. And like, I've had an incident with that same exact person in front of that same liquor store. And I wasn't even the only person that had an incident with this man. And so like, for me to hear that this woman was like gunned down in front of her kids, <laughs> you talking about the thing. you talking about the girl, yes. the girl that was killed by my house by um Bidwell? Yes, and like I had an wait. She was. With this I didn't know she was person. killed in front of her kids. Yes, she was literally leaving a family party. Like it was a family party. She was taking them home. She stopped at the liquor store, and like he touched her ass, and obviously she reacted. And it that. was like I had the same interaction with him and then a friend of mine had a, the same interaction with him a couple months earlier and he actually pulled out the gun on her. So it was just so, like so see, there were men outside. There were men outside and that's what angered me. At any that's what angered points. me is because those aren't those aren't men. Those are just those are street thugs who only care about the streets and they don't give a fuck about nobody else around them, which is what we call yeah. today's, today's gangsters. Because back in the day, gangsters wouldn't do no shit like that. There was codes, no. morals, and rules yeah. you had to follow. And, and like, women, OG, women was one of those rules women were one, like one of those that. rules that you had to follow. They were not to be touched. Mm -hmm. They were not to be touched. So that's crazy to hear that you had an interaction with the same guy that wound up killing a girl for touching her and she reacted. Yo, and I was just that's like, crazy. it's mind boggling. Cause you know, it my is mouth. mind boggling. Cause I could have been you. That's very exactly. mind boggling. Cause that's exactly what I'm thinking. It could have been you. What? And it could have been your friend too when he pulled the gun out on. So Yo, to know that bro. he has done this number numerous times, somebody said he was high. Now the high thing goes out the window. Uh, I, I think that was just his, his personality. Him being high right. goes out the window. Cause even if he was high, mm -hmm. he has a track record of doing this to people. But mm -hmm. see, my only exactly. thing is, my only thing that I would ask is. Is and it's not to shame anybody, but it's just an honest question as a man that a man that cares for women and want women to be safe. Did you report him? Did your friend go and report him? Bro, we didn't even know who this nigga was. Like, but like oh. the thing is, I I'm gonna say this as a we have so many interactions like that. That's true. Right. We have so many interactions like 100%. that, and I've dealt oh, with so, so, so many things. It, it's not even so mm -hmm. much the numb. It's like you go through all of that and there's really no repercussions for them That's until true. like it's mm -hmm. been taken over the top. Uh, like over the line. you like can, right now. Yeah, like right. you can have a domestic violence issue and a nigga's out by the weekend and now he's yeah. doing anger management. Like yep. you can be sexually mm -hmm. assaulted and there's no charges brought on somebody or they spend like they get charged like two, three years and they're doing like a couple of months probation, like all these different things. And like, we're constantly thinking about that because we all come in contact with some type of situation in our lives that shows us that the system does not favor us until we're dead. And that's just like mm -hmm. the harsh reality. Like it's a think, constant thing. Do you, do you think the goodness, cause I do think there's some, some evil in the Me Too movement, but do you think the goodness of the Me Too movement can, in the future, help more women come forward and get these guys off the street before they seriously hurt other women? I think the movement is cool. I, I question well, anything that's um, that's publicized in a way like that. I always feel like there's like a, a motive, yep. like that charity feel, like you know mm -hmm. somebody's getting a big check right. for it. Yep. But, you know, it does give people the courage. But I feel like it, it has to be deeper. Like, there has to be, like, a level of accountability for the, you know, the the system. 
Mm-hmm. Like, okay, like, yeah, he did something really fucked up to me, but like, you're really gonna give him two years? Like, he didn't crush my soul. Yeah, like, it's just. I like, totally agree. Okay, we we are phone back. Died. We back. <laughs> All right, the phone. Her phone died. We we, we got a picture now. Died. We got a picture now. We didn't have picture the first half. Really? Yeah, we didn't yeah. have picture. Why didn't you tell me? I just I didn't I didn't huh? know I didn't know if you were comfortable. Right. Yeah, so, no, I look a mess it, every day. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was whatever to me. I, I mean, I'm feeling care, the but... Iron Man T-shirt though. I'm feeling that though. Word, word, word. Killer one though. Hey. hey. But do you remember where you left off at, or if you wanna what we were talking about? Oh yeah, like I just. I feel like it's hard for women to want to even come forward with that type of information because it's kind of like the the person involved never really faces repercussions. Like, that's a scary right. thought to know somebody did something like that to you. You've gotten them in trouble for this mm-hmm. thing. And, like, you can see them, like, mm-hmm. soon. And it's just, like, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. It never really, like, as a, a person that's gone through that, that never leaves you, like, a scent a smell, a song, anything can just like instantly trigger mm-hmm. you. And it's just like, you got two or three years for that, if that. Like, mm-hmm. if so, that. So statistically, uh, when, and I'm just going statistically, because I, I do think that the punishment, I'm going to start off by saying this, because I want people to attack me. I do think the <laughs> punishment for rapists should be should be way more severe than what it is. Um, I do think women, should, women should have a, I do think women should have a channel they can, that they could go through to uh, report their rape and still stay anonymous because that's a big trauma for them. And I think the biggest part of why a lot of women don't come forward is because they have to show their face. Yeah, I'm telling you. I had a, a incident when I was in high school and it was like, um, it was it was pretty bad. It, it was life-changing actually. And the people that were involved, they were very well known in the, you know, the community I would like to say mm-hmm. and yeah. I got a lot of shit like it got to the point where like I just stopped coming to school mm-hmm. because it was just like why would they need to do that to you and I was just like why would I need to do that to myself like right. the fuck yeah. and it was just like very traumatizing because it was just like nobody can fathom that mm-hmm. somebody could do something like that to you but like nobody can like even take a moment to understand like do you know how uncomfortable it has to be for somebody to bring this to your attention mm-hmm. and the amount mm-hmm. of shame you get from it? Like, it's just like, yeah, that's a big part, too. especially because most of the time, those people that do those things are like you're saying, like those type of people that have that stature where it's like, really? No, they wouldn't do anything like that. That's not them. He doesn't need to. You know? My favorite thing to hear is he doesn't need to do why would he need to do something like that and it's just mm-hmm. like i don't fucking know but he doesn't <laughs> see, see one thing one thing i heard, i saw on uh on social media was why do women know why can't most women say they know somebody that's been raped but no man can say he knows a rapist it's because no. it's because and i'm gonna tell you right now it's a simple answer it's because real men, and I said this in the podcast earlier, real men will kill him. That's why we don't know any rapists. Because we will kill saying. him. We would, we would literally, just think about Either what happens to him when they go to jail. Think, think about what happens. Girl. No, it's not even associate. People are going to kill him. When, when rapists go to jail, where do they go? They go straight to protection. Why? Because they, they will die. And they will die the first day in there if they could. 
That's why. That's why. Because real men and even criminals that kill people don't like that shit. They exactly. don't. Exactly. Don't. I just as I I agree with you and every woman mm-hmm. that says that our justice woman, our justice system needs to stop failing you guys because it, it is does. it is a big deal for you guys to step up and and to tell who your accuser is. And I am pressure. I am a firm believer in that women do need to step up because that if that first and I'll tell you why I say women need to step up because if the first woman that it happens to steps up it can't happen it won't happen it definitely else. it won't happen mm-hmm. it's a it it's won't happen level to of awareness else. but yeah. it's just like it's so soft it's hard though yeah. like even like they can't keep track of them like no. they can't keep track of these things no. like I like they have, a, they have a system they have a system in place that system got power. sucks it it, Yo, it does and there's a lot the of them. That's giving them that small there's a lot of them around how us how my is talking about they giving them that parole and shit them niggas probably in their pockets like it's Yo, a whole like, thing no nah, they can reap one thing I've learned no but I'm talking about the dudes that's like out here like taking like take abusing their power like and doing either rape or just like me on these females oh, you're talking about people of power you're talking about yeah. people of power well, people of power is different because people of power have enough power to make it disappear. Mm-hmm. That's the difference between somebody of power sexually assaulting. I gotta, I gotta beat when I said the R word out because you can't put that on YouTube. Uh, when, when, uh, when, when a man sexually assaults a girl that's of power, he has the resources to make that shit disappear. Disappear. Mm-hmm. And most of the times, and this is not to shame anybody, most of the times, a lot of you women take payments to shut your mouth and then years later you come back and you say stuff when you should never take the payment and you should say something because mm-hmm. if you say something, he can't hurt no one else. And, yeah. and and it's not even about the justice system getting him, it's about the public knowing. Because now mm-hmm. in the day of social media, when the public knows, everybody knows. Yeah. And he won't but be like, able to escape it. I will speak on that. I do not agree with the accepting payments, but like, I'm not going to sit here and act like I don't I don't get it. Like no, you I just want it. that. I yeah, like it. you want the shit to go away. Maybe, like yeah. you, mm-hmm. you definitely want it to go away, and you understand that. Like, there's a real chance that you're not gonna win. Like, there's mm-hmm. a very real chance that, like, no matter how much proof you have, it's not enough. It's not proof. gonna stick. It's like, gonna and stick. now you're out here as this liar. Like, I knew this girl, and. I knew her and I knew, I knew this guy had like assaulted her and like, she wasn't like, she wasn't this super beautiful girl and he was very popular. He was handsome. And like when he did it, I knew he, you, once you see those kind of eyes one time, you see it anywhere. Mm -hmm. I don't care how innocent they are, how young, old, you just know, like, and like, I just knew he did. I knew it. Like I knew she wasn't lying. I just, I knew it. She just wasn't that type of person. She just wasn't, she wasn't going to go out her way to do something like that because she wasn't going to bring attention to herself. And like, I just remember like how bad they made her feel. Like it was just like, she just wanted it to be over after a while. And it was just like, she had went through all of this and it took so much and she was defending herself. And like, I remember even she was getting shit from like the detectives. And like, I've gone through that where it was just like, are you sure? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, I'm positive. (laughs) It's like, it's the demeaning, you know? And it's like, like, that's why I said it needs to be a better system for, you know, women to go forward and and to accuse the the person 
that, you know, that has sexually assaulted them because most women don't even feel safe going to police and telling them. Yeah, um, they don't believe you. The only way, the only way yeah. to get them off the street is for you, you to, have to tell bring who they to are. Attention. Yeah. And it sucks because, when, like, it sucks because in some cases, because I mean, we can't just look at it one side. In some cases, there aren't, there isn't enough evidence. Some cases, some yeah. people hide evidence. In some cases, some people cover it up like cops. Mm -hmm. In some cases, some cops don't even give a fuck. In some cases, cops care. I know a lot of cops that care about this type of stuff that will give their fucking badge for it. Like, will turn their badge in yeah. just to kill a nigga that, that sexually assaulted a girl. So it's a it's a broad <laughs> thing. But one thing that you can talk, the one thing that Mahasan is touching on that is, that is fucking 100% is that the system doesn't do his job a hundred percent, even 90% of the time for women that Whoa. are sexually assaulted. But mm -hmm. you know, it, it's a lot of factors that go into that. The uh, Tyrone mentioned it, the power the person has, how quick mm -hmm. is the, the person that was sexually assaulted coming forward? Did you take a shower? Mm -hmm. Did you wash, uh, wash anything off of you? Do you have any skin under your nails? Did you scratch him? Mm -hmm. Did you, it's a lot of stuff that goes into just Did proving that nigga that somebody. And another thing, you. like a lot of women don't know that they're sexually assaulted. That's like, I had like, I want to say it was last year and I'm be totally honest. It was like last year and I had this situation. And when I tell you, like, it fucked me up, like the situation fucked me up. And like I was beating myself up about it. Like mm -hmm. Justin, you saw me around that time. I was a fucking mm -hmm. mess. It was like a zombie. And like I I knew I had a mental breakdown. But like I thought I was having a mental breakdown based off of something that I did. It was just so much guilt behind like this thing that happened to me that like I was putting on myself. Like I was totally putting everything on myself. And then like it was maybe like last year I went to Chicago and this was like um it's this show on HBO called What May Destroy You. Mm -hmm. And it's... I think I'm going to hurt it. Yeah, and it's, like, a really dope show. But, like, it totally makes you forget that the show has, like, a big factor of, like, sexual assault. It's just to bring that awareness. And, mm -hmm. like, there was a moment where, like, I realized, like, holy shit, I've been so mad at myself and so, like, distraught when in reality, like, I was like assaulted and this was totally not my fault but like mm -hmm. we were conditioned to like just kind of brush it off like a lot of times mm -hmm. like we really don't understand and like you can watch something sometimes and be like yo that was fucked up but like that's happened mm -hmm. to me mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. and you don't like that's not what you consider like it's not what you would naturally consider rape like of course like if you guys are about to be intimate and a woman is like no then it's like mm. okay, like it's you know it's rape, that's but like the first, it's also that's like base level form of that. You yeah, know? but like it's also rape if like a dude is like literally like aggressively fucking you because he's mad at you. Like that's right. It's not. I'm not enjoying that. You know, I'm not enjoying that. You you're right. purposely hurting me, but like that doesn't classify. Like it doesn't classify. So like I'm literally being like passively assaulted mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and it's just like mm -hmm. that fucks you up but like there's nothing mm -hmm. you can say so it's just like even like if somebody takes the condom off while you're having sex a lot of women don't right. know that that's like assault that is like mm -hmm. i kind of mentioned <laughs> it in another come episode out of that. Yeah. yeah and that's like very deep because like a lot it, of women i mentioned it in the sense that. of i mentioned it in the sense of women have to be more aware of the situation when they have the sex because I know guys can be slick as you guys say I don't know because I don't do it 
like I said, I wore a condom the first three years with my girl that I'm with now. So uh, they say guys could be slick and slip the condom off. Well, me, while I'm doing it, I'm looking down there. So if you guys got to fucking reposition mm-hmm. yourself to look at it to make sure the condom's on, do it. Like, yeah. don't let them play the game with your body. Don't let them play like, the game Sometimes with your body. you don't even notice because, like, of course you're mm-hmm. going into the moment with you know, mm-hmm. you see if you put it on. I say, I and say, then, you like, can feel you're the literally difference. at and the I'm end, stick you're by, like, Whoa, you can, I but I, shit I know shit happens, but you can feel the difference. And I'm just saying that from my experience on a drunk night. Okay, when that's something different, spinning, right? That's but that's different. when they get you. That's true. <laughs> that's true. I wouldn't know because I don't do shit like that. All right. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I don't do shit. But since we on the on the topic of sexual assault, it wasn't my plan. But this is a great conversation. And I'm loving it right now. So let's expand it a little bit. Because uh, I hear women. I know a lot of women that have had conversations with me, like personal DM DM me. And was like that they were more they were uh sexually assaulted more by women than men what are you what are, what are your thoughts on that um first of all i love the bitches <laughs> yeah i know so that's like, why i asked the question i've never i've had women come on too strong but like i've never had a woman come across like that but like i've seen situations where like a woman was coming on way too strong like she was definitely violating because she felt like that person wasn't going to react. And I've seen women do that shit to men. That was like, just, that's why I was going next. Like, and I love my big girls, but like big girls do that shit a lot. And it's not all of them, but like, you, we've all seen it. We've all seen it. Mm-hmm. Like she gripping the ass, she grabbing the dick. Yo, Chuck, you can't. <laughs> Like I'm not she put on you can't that's harassment. Like I'm not about to walk up to no, no nigga that I'm not. Let's call it, call it that's not harassment, that's sexual assault. That's sexual it assault. is. So that, like, but that's even like when I hear like some of like my male friends, like, oh yeah, like I lost my virginity to like a woman that was like fucking 29. Bro, you were raped. Yeah. <laughs> like you were molested yeah and like there's like this thing that goes around like where there's this like this pride and i'm like bro no wonder you maneuver the way you do yeah. because like you were she had no business being attracted to you she mm-hmm. had no business putting herself that's a, that's a you. predator like exactly mm-hmm. that's and a it's predator just, like those right. women need to be brought mm-hmm. to attention as well, well because, like, not for nothing, that's where you're I was going. fucking somebody's child. But that's where like, I was going. Mm-hmm. It's on both ends. It all needs to stop. Men get sexually mm-hmm. assaulted. My, it's not, in my opinion, somebody could probably pull up the statistics and prove me wrong, but it's not, to my opinion, at the rate that women get I sexually assaulted. I feel like assaulted. men get assaulted just as often as women. Okay. They just so, don't report it. Just so we just don't mm-hmm. report it. I was going to say that, but I want to be careful. I like being careful with my words. You, you guys know. Yeah, no. Like, I know like, a lot of males that have No, it's not manly. It's not manly women, for us to say, to say that like we got males assaulted. males that have been women. assaulted by men. men yeah. So it's just like, I know that that is like something. It's just they don't report it. And it's just like, yeah, and that kind of fucks us up as Community. Do we ever come to a time when men do start reporting sexual assault? Because if other to. other men other men look at look at that as men being weak, but should a man care that another man no, looks at that being weak? That, but how can he not care? 
it's how can he not kill? Families. Right, but how can he not kill when we are in competition Fuck with each that, other? Because you gotta heal, bro. Right. Like nothing is we're gonna mm-hmm. com- we're gonna continue this like toxic ass cycle until like men start healing too. Like right. we out here mm-hmm. healing, like you gotta heal too. Like trauma, like I've been through a lot of trauma and I'm not about to say like it goes away. It doesn't no. go away, you just learn how to maneuver. No. Like some days are better than the others. others but yeah. like if you're mm-hmm. not even working on that or acknowledging mm-hmm. that, like that's just like that's a toxic. Like, how can you be comfortable with a partner or raising a child if like you have this trauma just sitting there that you have nothing to do with because you haven't even spoken about it? Like mm-hmm. you haven't even gotten it out. And it's just like that is so dangerous. Because mm-hmm. then it just has it you have this angry complex, like all the time and like you see these dudes running around all angry and like honestly speaking like people may think like oh this nigga's hard and i'm just like nah yo this nigga is hurt right like this nigga like he's hurt like he either is questioning himself or Mm -hmm. he has some shit happen to him and he don't even know how to fucking develop those emotions but that's the exactly. same on both ends, and I think that's key. It's the same on both ends. So I gl- I'm glad it came out your mouth that you know men go through sexual assault too, which I have heard other women say it. But it's like mm-hmm. it's on all ends: women sexually assault women, women sexually assault men, men sexually sexually assault men, mm-hmm. men sexually assault women. And it's like we we shouldn't be on one side of the spectrum talking about oh, just women need to stop being no sexual assault needs to stop. Period. And that's, exactly, that's my mm-hmm. point. It needs to stop. Period. But it kind of leads into it. But my next question would have been: As a mother, do you think it is? Would do you think it's important to stress condoms to young girls and boys? Absolutely. Um, I'm a very open parent. I don't want anybody to be able to like swindle my girls. Like, there's not going to be one nigga that can tell my daughters anything that I haven't told them. Mm-hmm. Like, I when they get to a certain age, I totally plan on having, like, a candy dish full of condoms. Like, I totally yeah, plan on... I'm gonna have a bowl of them. But that's what my dad did tell yes. us. That's what my like, dad showed us how to use having, them. like, an incentive for, like, birth control and, like, every... I'm congratulating you for being a responsible young adult See, because, like, I cannot avoid you doing these... I'm not about to right. act like I can avoid these Would you right. But, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to help you navigate it because the reality is, is that shit happens when you have nobody to talk, talk to because right. you don't know what the fuck you're what doing. doing. Mm-hmm. And by the time you have the nerve to talk to somebody, it's because shit has already gone up to the point where you have mm-hmm. no choice. Shit is a fan. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want nobody gaming my girls. Like, no, nah, I feel you. Totally so I had this kind of, I had this kind of conversation with my sister and she's kind of, she was kind of upset with my cousin because he has a stepdaughter who's 16 and she wants to be, but they tested her. She failed. They don't want to trust her. So they don't want to give her that freedom because they're, they're afraid that 16 pregnant. Now we got another kid to take care of. So I'm trying to explain to my sister that you can't tell a man that his way of trying to discipline a, a young woman is wrong because you can't forget that us as young men used to deal with w- young women mm-hmm. that were hot. Like I'll right. tell you, I'll tell you this. I used to fucking play with a girl in fucking grammar school when I was seven years old. Nigga, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, but I used to play with her shit. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. So that's the point. Like I don't want my daughter doing that shit. I have a daughter. I don't want my daughter to be like the girls that I messed around with because I understand now as a grown man that that's not what you want from a child. And just because 
just because their parents, just because their parents didn't get that same, that want that same thing from them, doesn't mean us as fathers can't want that from our daughters. So one thing I said to my sister was, she said, how can you do all the shit you did with girls, but did not want your daughter to do? I said, how are we wrong for not wanting our daughters to be hoes? I feel like, I was like, okay, so like my, <laughs> um, me and my dad used to be very close. We're we're very close now, but we went through a period where he was going through something and I was also going through like being a teenager mm-hmm. and like in between that shit got crazy. I stopped talking to my dad about what I was going through, but before I used to be very vocal with my dad about like who I had a crush on, what I wanted to do, things like that. So we had a very honest, you know, a, an honest path of communication Mm -hmm. and I like I tell people I tell men that have daughters all the time like if you can keep that level of honesty and trust and like let her know that you are not judging her nine Mm -hmm. times out of ten she's not even gonna fucking want to do it right because she doesn't feel like she needs to right but to go to what I told my sister I said the key is my cousin needs to find the way she communicates and yes that's very that he is important only trying to help her and i said in a facebook post uh in a lot dad of group, have daddy issues right i said this in a dad group because i'm in several dad groups as i said in another episode of the podcast i'm in several dad groups but i said in this dad group that we need to start getting to know our kids on a deeper emotional level because a lot of us mm-hmm. just care about what's on the surface what they show us we don't mm-hmm. care about what's inside we need to start getting to know our kids early so when they start mm-hmm. growing up they understand that they could come to us and trust us with their emotions mm-hmm. that they're because we're growing up and so are they they're right. growing up at the same time that we are mm-hmm. we yeah, fuck up they're gonna fuck up parts. too but that gets harder every year because fathers and mothers are getting younger and younger and younger to where they don't even know what their life is what they're going to do with their lives and a lot of times when older people have kids their careers stop a lot of women put their careers on hold to take care of their kids that's the nurturing in them Right. So how is a 16, how is a 16 year old going to put her hopes and dreams on hold at 16 to be a mother? She will never reach them. She will never even get to taste them because now that kid is not in my eyes holding her back, but in her eyes, that kid is going to be holding her back at 16. She can't reach her goals and dreams unless she has a good head on her shoulder or like Mahasan said, good people around her to teach her the things that she needs to know, even while she made the I'm not going to call it a mistake, but even while she made the decision to have sex and it led to a baby. I call them yeah. surprises. Surprise, motherfucker. So what advice would you have for young parents and people who don't have children yet? Um, this is fucking life, man. <laughs> Find out what you want first. I mean, if a kid comes into play and that's what you want to do, then do it. If you're not sure, weigh your options, man. Like, dogs are cool. Traveling is cool. <laughs> like, kids are cool. Like, Someday. I tell people all the time, like, <laughs> it's not, we are not people of a fucking box. Right. Like, you can fall in love mm-hmm. with a country just as much as you can fall in love with a kid. Like, our, our purpose is so much bigger than seeds like our seeds are just not just our children like we can leave those legacies Mm -hmm. everywhere everywhere so it's like this like this pressure like if you don't want to have kids 
Bob kids, man. It's not the end of the world. You could be an auntie. You can adopt one day. Like, if you really press to have kids, adopt. Like, there's a bunch of kids in the foster care system. I tell my girls all the time, like, you do not have to have children. Like, I'm not pressed, bro. Like, just because you're, you do not, that's not something you have to do. Like, there are so many things in this world to fall in love with. So it's like, although I love my girls and they make me fucking, they give me a purpose. I could have found a purpose outside of my kids too, mm-hmm. because that's just like, that's what I, we're humans. Like, that's just what the fuck we're built to do. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, if you don't know if you want to have kids or like you just haven't had them yet, just chill the fuck out. Like, it's it's okay. Like, it's okay to like, not have kids. Like, you do not have to have kids. Like, having not, not having kids is fun. Like, oh, you know, fucking take a nap. Appreciate it now. Because you ain't going to be able Bat. to get one when you got kids. But I think you miss, you miss one important thing. Eat by and, yourself. And I think you, I think you, I think you don't got to worry about them running up on you asking for a bite. No, nope. that's true. Your house ass naked. naked, right? <laughs> so I think you missed one important thing, my husband, and that's what? for the young kids. There's young kids out there use condoms. Of all right, course. it's this whole thing going around with women nowadays. They don't want to take full control. They want Use men to condoms get and they men. They want men to get for second. I just want to say this for like all my young women out there. Tell them, please be very careful with this birth control. Take it from me. I have tried Depo. I have tried birth control pills. I had the IUD. And like, not for nothing, that stuff is not engineered for your health. It's literally just made to make sure that you don't have children. That doesn't matter. They don't give a fuck how it affects you in between. And that's why I don't get that problem. You can get very fucked up with all of those different problems. I don't want women women to take birth control. I think there's an easy solution to birth control, and that's condoms. If you look at the statistics of condoms, one in every 100 people one in one in every 100 people get pregnant while uh while using a condom and that's probably not even correct that's probably not even correct it's a possibility that one in every 100 people that have sex with a condom will get pregnant one so the easiest solution to not taking birth control and gaining weight or having all these other health problems that women are now on social media complaining about is to just use a condom. But when you tell these girls to use a condom, it's, oh, they're feeling this and they don't feel this and it's not this and it's not that. I don't want to use that. Lance I don't want to use, like, you could use, use protection. It is made for that. That's not the, mm-hmm. the birth control isn't the only way to not have a baby. Telling men to go get vasectomies at 18 is not the only way not to have a baby because what you guys don't realize, yes, vasectomies, yes, and I said it before, yes, vasectomies are reversible, but it depends on how long you take to get that vasectomy reversible to work. And it does have side effects, just like birth control. So it's not easy on one end to tell women to take birth control. And it's not easy on the other end to tell men to go get vasectomies at a young age and just get it reversed because of side effects. Mm -hmm. You meet in the middle and we all wear condoms, but nobody wants to do that shit. Like I said, Mm -hmm. I wore wore a condom the first three years of my girl's relationship. My girl literally said to me, bro, why are we still using a condom? And I was like, I don't know. But I knew it was just just for safety. And when me and my girl stopped using the condom, we had my daughter. So that's the it's just that simple. It's literally that simple. I mean, like, my tubes are totally out. So it's like they're gone. Oh, no more, no more kids for you. 
I'm done, bro. I'm out of here. I don't blame you. The only big sack I want is a bag of money. Okay. It's time to get to the bag now. You don't have them kids. Yo, Excuse I me. don't need no big balls. I need big bags of money. Now. So let's get exactly. into the let's get into the business aspect. All right. So where did you first come up with the idea that you wanted to be a business owner, and how did you decide on what business? Um, <laughs> crazy enough. Uh, I went to I I told you I went to performing arts school for like a couple of years. So like I had like a lot of dope people I grew up with. A lot of them ended up like like I had this homegirl Madia. She makes these fire ass dresses like she's a um she sews and she's she's fucking fire i went to school with a lot of cool ass people and they're like making strides and i had um demi might have been like three and um jordan might have been not even one yet and Mm. like i'm seeing all my friends and they're doing all these things we did in school and they Mm. were like making money off of it and i'm like whoa these weren't even the talented niggas. Like these just my niggas, niggas. <laughs> right. So these I'm like, good at stuff. These I'm like, I'm home. Like I can't, like I can't get a job because my oldest daughter, like she had like health problems like early on in the mm. years, and then I had like a very, very fucking needy. I had a very needy second child, so it was just like there was me working somewhere was just unideal. My resume was amazing. But, like, I would never be able to actually sit in an office without being fired for missing days because I needed to be with my kids. So Mm -hmm. it was just, like, I started painting. And when I started painting again, they started selling. And that's very rare. Because when I tell you the term struggling, like, a starving artist, that shit is real. That shit is real. I know what you mean. It is literal. Yes. So, like... When, Why do you like, think all I, upcoming models look good? Because they barely eat. That's what I'm eat saying. It. That's so, why like, they got ads. It started they selling. <laughs> yes. And then um, my daughter's dad, he kind of put the fire under my eyes. I'm not going to lie. Like, I was doing it. And, like, I was making, like, a little bit of money from it the best I could because I was, like, breastfeeding. I had, like, another toddler. And, mm-hmm. like, I was totally away from my family. But, like, <laughs> I was still, I was still doing it. This nigga says that's just a hobby for you. And I was like, bitch, this is life. Like, and mm-hmm. that was that was it. That was like it. Mama just always told lit me the ain't nothing wrong with having a hobby that pays. Peace. That's right. Exactly. Mama, Mama did tell us that. She said, get and a, I was just like, get a career oh. that pays and a hobby that pays. Yeah. I was like, oh, so this nigga is like, he's He's trying to dub me right now. Like he's downplaying my work. Like I'm literally breaking day yeah. every day. Like I'm not sleeping. I'm getting like two hours of sleep a day because I'm trying to make sure that, that this passion I have, and I'm also being Takes a mom. Mm-hmm. Like, and that that so leads me like, that leads me into my next question. How do you manage your business and being a mom, and in what ways does it affect you? I have no fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> I have mm. no clue. Like I'm, I do this day by day. Like I, That's right. you know, I try to be grounded. I try to do like affirmations and you know to do mm. lists and you know meditation. Like mm. I try I to do those again. things. Yeah, like because you know they do help. Like I try to knock things off because I'm it like really you know I get mm. um I get more blessed. Like my whole thing is like 
one thing I'm very big on is like making sure that like I get things done and like I get rid of things that don't serve me because I can't accept any type of abundance or blessing if I have too much shit I'm already carrying. So like that's a very big thing for me because it I feel like it works. Like the second I start getting rid of shit, like then like shit my way. So mm-hmm. it's like I I totally believe in that, but trying to be grounded I'm still very much I'm trying to learn how to balance it all like I often find myself like making a to-do list and it's totally all around my kids and then like there's stuff that's like business related but like I've done like a majority of the things for them Mm -hmm. and like I get like maybe like two three things done like business-wise and I'm like oh my god and then when I really look at it I'm like I did nothing outside of the hamster wheel to make sure that like tomorrow is just like a lot better like what the fuck did I do for my like I did something for their future Mm -hmm. but like I didn't do anything to make sure that like I have excelled mm-hmm. from where I'm at. So like it's a it's a constant struggle because like I have days where like I'm kicking ass at work, but I'm like, now I have to like order pizza mm-hmm. because there's no fucking way I'm making dinner. Making dinner, right? Yeah. Right. So it's just like I always I'm always trying to find ways that I don't fall short on one thing. So like even if you that got is, it, yo. Like, yeah, like I definitely you I'm getting it. a fucking nanny next year because I'm just like <laughs> I, I need you gotta to go full blown and make it make it work. Yeah. Like I need that white privilege. Like I really need like <gasps> I'm popping off my laundry. Like I need like what? <sighs> I'm off my laundry. I need a nanny. Like because like you go downtown and you see these people and you're like, why the fuck are they so happy? But that's because like they didn't have to go to the laundromat and sit nope. there. Like they didn't have to pick their kids up from school like they were able to like stop and have coffee with a friend or like take a nap or something that's why that's why that's why i laughed though because as soon as she said that white privilege i'm like nah that's just a yuppie privilege i know white people that don't have that nanny privilege but if you're a hoboken white person you got two nannies. You got two nannies, probably three. Not and your third one is your homie that you go drinking with. Right. <laughs> like, because, you know, they're always just like, yes, you know, while I was meditating mm-hmm. and like, da 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 like I was able to like, but I get it now because like once mm-hmm. that load is off your back, like us you as like regular ass people, like we're always, we have all these mm-hmm. loads on us like just trying to like be great like try to you know break these generational mm-hmm. but it's just like when you really step back and look at it those little ass things make such a fucking difference, difference. Mm-hmm. like fucking laundry off that's two hours two fucking hours like two hours as a parent is like what the fuck am I gonna do like I can literally just sit down for two fucking hours. Yep. I'm playing video games. Fuck up. Like you could take a nap. Like you could take a shower. Like, I don't think about taking naps, bro. Stop talking about naps, man. Me and, and those words do not get along. Yeah, you say nap three <laughs> times and Tyrone go to sleep. 
No, not even that. I don't take naps when I want to. Naps take me. That's what it that's is. A, that is accurate. That is accurate. 100%. That's accurate. I don't take naps. I'll, I'll let you guys on a secret. One of our episodes didn't get posted because Tyrone fell asleep. Mm-hmm. All right? Then one mm-hmm. episode didn't get posted because Tyrone fell asleep, right? I was tired in the month. This is like two months ago, but. but. But though, if this is a game of basketball, I swear I'd have dropped some points though, because I was fucking fighting that motherfucker. He was. Fighting that shit. He is known to fall asleep mm-hmm. on the drop mm-hmm. of a penny, bro. Yeah, yeah. yo. Because I, I don't take naps. Naps take me, because I'll be busting, I'll be busting ass. But then when I finally sit down and get a moment, hey, yo, that'd be the shit. Like gone. you fucking lay across I'll your be bedroom gone. and be like. But I'm at the same time, though, some people would never know, though, because I'd be still in the conversation. <laughs> so I got That's a true, though. That's I got true. a superpower. You'll never I know, know. I don't know if I call I it a superpower, but it's no, something. Yeah, I just don't know what y'all are talking it's about. It's something. I don't know if it's, it's a superpower, but it's, it's superpower. something. I don't give a fuck. It's something. <laughs> it's it is Chico. something, bro. It, it is Chico. something. I have never seen a guy that could fall asleep standing up the way you can, bro. <laughs> and still be in the conversation. <laughs> don't even skip a beat. Nigga fall asleep. My girl don't even know when I fall asleep on her sometimes. Wake up when he get to the door. She like, you awake when you asleep. And I'm like, yeah, I heard you. I was awake the whole time. I'll recite, her whole, I'll recite back her whole last two sentences to her ass. She'll never, she'll never know. That's T. Brown for you guys. <laughs> T. Brown. But no, it is, it is, a, it is a, a test every day, you know, being a parent. And, uh, but, you know, we can't, we can't give up because and we got to fight each and every day because if we don't raise our kids again, who are? Mm-hmm. I mean, do, are we going to repeat the cycle? And that's my biggest thing. And the biggest reason why I wanted to start this podcast is because like, I'm tired of seeing black kids and it's not just black kids, but I'm just speaking of black kids. Cause that's the area I'm in, but I know it's Hispanics. I know it's, uh, you know, different Spanish people, Mexicans. I know like, there's a lot of different gangs of nationalities that kill each other every single day in the United States. Oh, but my problem is, is in the area I am. And even in those areas, the kids are getting younger and younger and younger and younger and younger and younger. And what are we doing? We just idly standing by with our cell phones we're on the record mm. button just watch them kill it's each other. not even just being like killed like we grow up with kids like being killed like now like kids are like 11 like committing suicide and right. that's just mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, like, that's crazy that you say that she said they in love with committing suicide that's crazy no like, young kids are though young young was, kids are you're not they, wrong though but I there was just just like i think i think it was like five too, years though. ago if you guys remember there was a lot of grammar school kids killing themselves yeah. There's a lot of them. Yeah, it was themselves. a wave. Really Either by just no slitting their wrists or just by ODing on pills and shit and just taking a whole bunch of different shit. But I mean, it's 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 life. I mean, but the only way I see to see it is if we as parents just keep fighting to raise our kids the best way that we can. And I don't, I don't mean I don't mean half-ass it. I don't mean no, be out the house like working three alone, jobs man. to pay the bills, bro. You got to make time for your kids. You have, you have to. to. You have to. And if you can't do it, you need to start building mm-hmm. that relationship with the community around you to make sure you have time on with your kids. I'll tell you what. Phone, I mentioned this in another podcast. My brother was around the corner trying to fight a kid. His uncle didn't play that shit. The community punched my brother right in his eye, shut his shit, and then walked him around the corner to my father. Like, yeah. our community didn't play that shit, that bro. Other. And we didn't play that shit. Like, our community didn't play that shit. Definitely needed to be punched in the eye. Right. But in today's today's society, it's like, 
everybody is scared to step up because uh, step up and say something. Because when you step up and say something, your life is on the line. Back then, your life could have been on the line. Now it's a definite your life is on the line because these young kids don't care. You step in, now their focus is on you. Oh, you deterred me from doing what I came here to do. Now I got to take you out. Or now I got to start selling with you. Or now I got to do this. And now they're doing that. And these young kids don't understand what life is. And then they grow up and you go talk to these kids that spend that have been in prison since they were 16 and now they're 34. Go talk to them and see what their mindset is like. Exactly. See if they would have did the same thing they did as a kid. Most of them wouldn't. No. Most of them wish they could have their freedom back and start over. Like, Mm -hmm. our minds naturally are undeveloped. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's, Mm -hmm. literally, it's the science of us. Like, we don't have impulse control. Mm -hmm. Like, we're Mm -hmm. a teenager. So, like, if you don't have impulse control and then you don't have the person that's supposed to check you for your impulse control, you're just fucking wilding. Like, mm-hmm. and that's, like, the scary part because it's just, like, okay, you're trying to, like, enable them. You don't want them to get hurt in this way. But, like, what you're not realizing is, like, the years and decades of hurt you're about to put on this put kid. On them, right. But mm-hmm. you want to feel like they nobody can say anything to your child like your child doesn't it's just cute like it's just huh, huh. like it's just not gonna like, nah, that shit ain't know, cute. like there's going to be and i tell like especially my middle daughter like she is <sighs> yo she keeps me young <laughs> but like i'm a very I try to let my kids develop the way they develop. I don't, I step in, but like I, I'm very aware that they are humans. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't control them. I control them, but I don't control them. Like, because at the end of the day, I don't want them to grow up and think that somebody is allowed to make decisions, decisions for, them. for them. Yep. So like, that's always my thing. But like my middle daughter always brings me back to reality. <laughs> So like I, I always I, gonna I have that one. Have to like check her like yo listen, like if you do this when you're an adult, I don't think you understand the consequences that come with that. Like so, I really need you to like take a step back. Like I always have to have very honest conversations, conversations. with her. Mm-hmm. But like I always have to have very honest conversations with them. But like especially i'm gonna say that again especially with her because like i need her to understand the gravity because like i feel like these kids are very numb to like the consequences of their actions mm-hmm. it's just like mm-hmm. we got to see kids get locked up we got to see kids die like they spend most of their time in the house so like they don't understand that but like they have to understand that at a point they're gonna go outside Side, yep and they're going to be a part of society going to be nothing but other people that think like them (laughs) there so like you have to be able to decide if that's a safe situation or not and like that's the thing we grew up having is somebody yo like you could you could get hurt out here doing some stupid shit like that like Mm -hmm. you see my leg like you see this you see that like that's because i was out here being dumb we had a lot of older people around us, especially me. Like I heard all my life, Justin, you have an old soul. Justin, you have an old soul. Because I was You've different than the rest of the kids. While the kids was running around the block playing, even though I did do that sometimes, I was sitting on the porch with the 
35 year old man, yep. 40 year old man trying to figure out what his life was like, the journey and experience that he went through, the things that he can share with me. And that's all I did. I soaked it in from older people. Just soaked it in. I was on punishment. Soaked it. I was on punishment too, but I didn't care. I still went outside. Sorry, Dad. But you all I did dad. was. No, I'm not saying. Half sometimes you're just coming down the street and chill with my ass. Shit. Yep. Or going to the park and play basketball. <laughs> yep. You couldn't stop always me. Yep. You couldn't yeah, stop always, us. Always. You couldn't stop me. But we ran all the time. My park, daddy yo. did beat and so. Yeah, I was, I was a beast. Was done, I was able to go back outside. I was a, I was a monster, bro. But my body, broke, my body broke down before I could do something with it. But I miss playing ball. You know, I do miss, you know, the time that we spent as kids because we don't have those times anymore. We don't have, we can't even share those times with our kids now. It's not even safe for our kids to go out and play outside, you know, yeah, without having to worry about some game. They always ask on. me, like, yo, can we go play outside after school? And I'm like, well, I have to work inside. Like, I know I have to wash dishes. Like, I got to cook dinner. I got to do t-shirts. Like, I got to do designs. Like, I got to post. So, like, I know I can't have you outside and me just be looking out the window. So it's just like, no, you can't go outside. <laughs> and right, like, but see, think up. about think about that, what you just said, and just think about our childhood of being able to come outside, nobody watching us, no, our parents mm-hmm. not standing there watching us. We was able to go For from my hours. block, right? Like, we was able to go from my block to your block, which was around the corner, yeah. back to my block, back to your block. Like, it didn't matter. Right. Nowadays, you cannot do that. It's not safe. You don't know who to trust. You don't know who's going to protect your kid or harm your kid. You don't know who's mm-hmm. going to take your kid or bring your kid back to you. You just don't mm-hmm. know in today's society because it's the, in, in, in the in the social media era, we have allowed pedophiles and, and people that like children, they're all pedophiles, but we have allowed pedophiles to have loopholes in the ways that we live to get access to our children. And, yeah. and it's, a, it's a big loophole that's out right now like Mahasin, you alluded to it when you said that transgender women are getting power. Within that power that transgender women are getting, you're leaving a loophole for for pedophiles to fucking dress as a woman and get into places that they want to get into. You're leaving loopholes for our children to be to, to children to suffer from what you're giving other people. We're not like we we were always built on a world that protected children and women. We're not no more. We're not. We're not. We're definitely we're not. not. No more. And that's a big difference. And it's a bigger and challenge for us to raise our like, kids now. Before, it was kind of like what you did in the dark to, like, kids and women. Like, it was like, okay, we're not going to, we're going to act like we didn't see it. But, like, there were, like, if there was a blatant act in front of you, like, niggas reacted. Yeah. Or, like, if it was a good-hearted person, like, they would react. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like a majority of people really, if it was, like, they if they could pretend like they didn't see it, they wasn't gonna see it. See nowadays right. we got nowadays we got grown ass men that don't even know how to say excuse me to a woman in a supermarket. Like, I'm telling you, you gotta wait till the boyfriend me walk up to you and say something for you to say excuse me. Like that's right. not polite, man. That's not how we was raised, bro. It's not. Yeah. It's not how we was raised. That's and that guy I'm was happy older about than me. my son. He knows how to do. It. He used to be polite. Better. Right, be polite. My son a polite asshole. I'm not going front. He'll push you out the way, but he'll say excuse me at the same damn time. Right, so. but be polite. <laughs> we don't have that in our kids no more because parents don't parents don't teach their kids that shit no more. And it's sad that Thank parents you, in today, right, but parents in today right. just leave that shit to everybody else. They want everybody else to raise their kid except for them. No. I don't even they, care anymore. <laughs> no, I don't even think probably they, they starting to they lose. Don't, I don't think they, they care don't at all. Any personal interaction, so they not even. I don't think they. I don't even. But I don't even think it's about caring. I just think they don't have the mindset or the capability to take care of a kid because, like I said earlier, mm-hmm. parents are getting younger and younger and younger. So how does young kids? How does a fifteen and sixteen year old woman 
a young girl know how to nurture a child. She hasn't even learned how to nurture yet. She doesn't even know what nurturing is yet. She hasn't gained her ability to nurture. So that's my problem with it. Like we're allowing kids to have kids and they don't have no guidance around them to raise them kids to be better or to make better decisions. It's like a lot of it is like, obviously we had a lot of like women that grew up. Well, a lot of girls in high school that, you know, had children young, but like right. we had substance and mm-hmm. around us like we had substance in the movies we watched in the music we listened to and like the people that we were raised around so like we were i've seen a million girls <laughs> that like statistically they should have they should have been fucked by now mm-hmm. and like they made such great strides i'm proud of all of them even a lot That's of the dads like thing. they just became good night they became like totally different people like they totally evolved when everybody said that they wouldn't but like now i don't even feel like they like where is it coming from like where is the love coming from it's not coming from the music it's not coming from the teachers because teachers are different too teachers don't love to teach no more how they used to back then or like twitter and it's just like there's no everything is it's about appearance. Like, there's no substance in anything. Like, everything is just very, there's no love in anything anymore. So it's just like now they kind of, like, I hate to say it, but they're kind of fucked because. Mm-hmm. And we, and it's up to us to change it though. It's up yeah, to it us, this sense. generation, to change it because the ge- generation that's under us, it's, it's, it's falling in the same trap and they're not going to be able mm-hmm. to change it because they're too young to understand what they're falling into. Mm-hmm. that's the problem mm-hmm. and it's like none of these nobody's around to show them how to be a parent and they shouldn't even be a parent at that age that's the problem it's like you don't need to be a parent at 16 my husband says something key wait wait to have sex if you if you don't understand like yo i tell you this shit as a man at 15 years old about sex you shouldn't be having sex right but at 15 years old everybody around me was teasing me about having sex i didn't have sex because i didn't know what the fuck it was I didn't know what could come of it till I found out what it was and what could come of it. Then I started having sex and I always did it with a condom. I know what it was. Like, I, I just, ain't nobody was trying to give it up to me though. Yeah, that nigga said <laughs> Give it up, baby, give it up. But, <laughs> but no, like it, it is reality. And I think we just need to go back to that time where, you know, it didn't matter if you were a virgin. It didn't matter, you know, who, you know, who around you was having sex, you made your own decisions. And it's like nowadays, everybody, all these kids are just following each other. So if, if Shaquisha is having sex, you sure damn well, Letitia going to go have sex too. Letitia. Letitia going to go have sex too. So, and then <laughs> Michelle going to follow her, Brittany going to follow her, and they all going to be in school talking about it. And it's like, oh, now I'm a cool person because I had sex. And it's like, no, you're not. You're actually stupid because now you don't even know what you're doing to your body at this young of an age. Like you're maturing your body right. way faster than it needs to mature. You need to learn yourself. Learn I thought about that earlier today too. Like, like, like when I lost mine for the first time, I thought I got well in my mind. I thought I was getting welcomed into like a committee of cool people and shit. And then when I tell everybody, it's like, all right, cool, good for you, bro. Like you finally lost, you finally lost your V card. I'm like, man, fuck y'all. Yeah, it's <laughs> me all this time. Like- Made fun of me all this time, and now it's not even cool. Fuck right, you think you get a party at the end of it? Ain't no party at the end of it. It's nothing. I like, did think it's it was literally be nothing. A party. Like, and I don't understand why. Why today? I literally sexual, thought it was gonna but, be a celebration. But you like know what? Rick James shit. Like, it's a celebration. Like, yes. Like, but you know what? I I missed the key point. I missed the key point. 
another thing too, why these kids are out here having sex and having kids, kids at a young age is because the, the social media that's around them, the movies that's around them, the music that's now around them, the influence that influences that they now have to look up to that, that yes, that's what it is. Sexual preferences and people's sexual orientation, who they have sex with is so much out there now in days that nobody cares that kids are now having sex. I don't get it. I literally don't understand it. Like we were so protected from having sex at a young age because our parents didn't want us to make a mistake that young in our lives that we couldn't come back from later on in our lives. Because having a kid in the nineties at that age wasn't a good thing and it still ain't a good thing, but it's it's not frowned upon no more. But having a kid at 16 in the nineties wasn't a good thing. You'd be lucky to still be in your parents' house because that's how much of a good thing it wasn't. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a good thing. Your your family would be there for you, but your parents, you would get out. Think about how many friends you lose. I mean, like, what the fuck are they're not gonna want to chill with you while you change campus? They're not Shit, gonna. I'm sorry. That, that happens. Even That's when realistic. You teenager. I was about to say that ain't even a thing when you were teenager. That happens when you were around our age too. Yeah. When you got your friends that yeah, don't have kids real. yet, the motherfuckers yeah. is on your like you, you still in the club if you got one kid. But once you get a second kid, you excommunicado after that. They're like, nah, I got three. Mm. So she, yeah. she, she dropped us. <laughs> Don't get mad at her, people. Don't get mad at her. She didn't mean it. <laughs> it's no, it would be like that, yo. And that's also depressing, too, right there. Because you say, like, damn, I, I don't, I'm not cool no more because I got kids. I'm like, no, nah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, like I mean, that. there's so many stereotypes now. Like, more stereotypes mm-hmm. now than back then. Like, so many people label each other. And so many people are afraid to be in company to label that they just try to fit into a popular label. No, Excuse me. They try to fit into a popular label and it just winds up hurting these kids, man. And it's just so sad mm-hmm. that I see these black kids around us. Like we didn't have opportunities growing up, but we may mm-hmm. we trying to make something out of our lives still. But these kids literally don't have opportunities or time or they, they ain't gonna have a chance to make anything about out their lives. I feel like everything is so limited. Right, because we have 14 mm-hmm. year olds out here killing 14 year olds. Like that's not life. They don't know what life mm-hmm. is. How do you how do how does that even happen? Can somebody explain it to me? How a fourteen year old is killing a fourteen year old? Like, it, it how, why are you even giving? What are y'all mad for? That's my whole thing. What what is so big for y'all that in y'all world? We need to have your life taken over. But that's you because fourteen, y'all are just not living. Feeding that though, like there's adults that are feeding that, mm-hmm. and like I think it right. all the time, like. There's like I see like older dudes and like they're talking like about like women and like you know just very derogatory and mm-hmm. they're talking to young dudes and like they're thinking like yo these dudes like they know like this they look up to them yeah they, they, and they, 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 like, yeah, they got the shit figured bro, out bro like these are some of the most toxic men in the world like oh, please wrong men to look up to advice from oh, them God. like. They hate themselves. Mm. Therefore, they hate the women that they involve themselves. Right. So, like, they trap, and then it's like they attract so many of them. And it's just like, mm. oh my mm. fucking God. And then they trap themselves in their own endless Yes. Circuit. And then, like, you hear them start talking like that. And it's just like, oh, before you know it, it's just like, wow, man. You a bitter ass nigga. Yes. Now you're about to like really crush some woman one day. Like it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. And we ain't like, talking about it, with your weight either. This is your wisdom. But that's, so it's like that's when why I go back to saying that cycle continues. And like there is an adult that is totally feeding this. 100%. And that's the problem. Like we never had no adult. Like if there wasn't a, like you knew when there was a fucked up adult, like feeding some shit to a child. And like the neighborhood would talk about that person and all like it's starting mm-hmm. to happen to that person. 
But like, excommunicado. There's so many of them. Like, it's like, where do they you they start? They're a little group now. They're yes, like, society. if my they child each other comes down. home talking some crazy shit, like, yo, who the fuck told you that? Like, right. now I'm about yeah, to go... Point me in their direction so I can put right. my face out their mouth. But, like, I don't... That conversation is not being had anymore. Like, mm-hmm. when like when my kids come home and they say something weird, like, who told you that? Like, right. nah, who told you that? Where'd you get that information from? Because now I want to know why the fuck you felt comfortable having that conversation. Conversation with, with a kid, kid. right. Right. So, because like nowadays people don't know what, what 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 is to be said and what's not to be said around the kid. And then some people back in the try day we forget. couldn't even stand in a room with adults while they talk. Exactly. Nowadays, and if you do, nowadays women and men have their kids seen, in the room with them while they smoke, drink, chill, have sex, talk about growing up stuff right. while the kid is right there, and that sponge brain right. of theirs is just sucking it all up, and they Taking don't get all. And that's why I was about to say some people must forget that it's like, yo, let the kids be kids, yo. Not even not caring. Let the kids have their childhood. Let them be right. have that ignorance and bliss lifestyle right. for a moment. Because, because at the end of the day, kids. Once they hit to that 15, 16 point, they're gonna they're gonna hit that like eye-opening point of seeing the world more because mm-hmm. they're gonna be able to adventure more. Hopefully their parents trust them to go. To like hang out with their friends that's in another town and shit, you know, and then they'll I be able going to, to another see town. Like, are you crazy? You're 15? No, I'm just no, but I'm talking about like you know how we niggas would go all the way up to the heights and shit. That's from, the like, same. Church, that's but, the same town. See, we have family in the heights that could watch over. But us. That's, that's the difference. Yeah, we but couldn't go nowhere that, where though. we didn't have anybody that could report to our parents. I am mad at you. Well, when I would go to the heights with you, I ain't had nobody up there. I me, just had but you had me and my family that was up there that could report to you my are. parents, which my parents could then report to your father if they needed to. But that's what I'm you saying. Are. That's the cycle we had, that no matter where we went, somebody knew where, what block we lived on, what house we came out of, and who lived in that house. That was the community around us. And that's what I'm saying. That's what we're missing today. We're missing the community around us, not to even help parents raise their kids but this is just to secure the safety of those kids to make sure those kids mm-hmm. aren't taking the wrong paths and becoming gangsters. Because Mahasan alluded to something too, is that these kids are getting that information from grownups that's outside. So guess what these young girls are doing? They get impressed by these old drug dealers that's on the fucking corner. Definitely. We've been getting pressed by old drug dealers for a very long time. But now it's so, it's no. so fucking, it's so, so it's, I have never seen so many young girls on the corner with, with grown drug dealers any time in the 90s like I do because, now. Because, like, if you, if you're, I used to have to sneak. But, like, before, like, now, like, you'll see somebody and, like, nobody will say nothing. Like, I remember, like, it's this dude that's, like, from, he lived over here, and, like, it, I was like, yo. Like, I was looking, and I'm like, yo, how old is she? And, like, he ain't say nothing. I'm like, yo, how old is she? And then, like, she just ended up leaving, but I'm like, She's not over 18. Like, no. there's no way she's over 18. No, like, I, I know. Like, I I'm got not going gonna... to. Because, like, Lincoln's, their track team, like, ran down my, like, by my block. And, like, all these adults, like, they're around my age. That's well over what the fuck you should be looking at mm-hmm. high school. And I'm like, yo, y'all serious? Y'all yeah, but that just, you didn't just like, get it from there. The gym teacher at Lincoln was a perfect too. So. Yo, he was. Mm-hmm. 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 There were a lot of teachers, mm-hmm. and it wasn't male teachers. No, it was, it was women too. Ooh, but yes. see, nah, bro, we didn't. I'm not gonna. They were, they were, they were undercover though, because 
We didn't have teachers doing what teachers do today. Right. Yo, I ain't gonna no. front, man. I'm low key jealous of these no. little niggas these days. We, we talked about this on another episode. We talked about this on another episode. We don't have te- we didn't have teachers in the 90s having sex with their students. Bro. I wish. I sound wrong right it's now. But not not to the extent. Not to the extent. I know that it was. I know that it was. But it, it was more. It was more in college than high school. It was more females. Maybe not males, but definitely females. Well, female teachers. Like female teachers and like female girls. Like female girls were definitely like freak female girls. Like, but I don't this is what I'm saying. This, like, this is let me rephrase it. I have never seen it out in the open so much. I have never seen it out in the open so much. I had crush on teachers. I had teachers that you know knew that I liked them, but it never went nowhere. Mm-hmm. Why? Because of the integrity that they have of themselves. Mm-hmm. But also, it's if somebody finds out that their, their career is destroyed, some people will take the chance, like some male teachers and some women teachers will take the chance mm-hmm. to sleep with some of them students back in the 90s, but that shit would stay on the down low and nobody mm-hmm. would know until either them girls popped up pregnant in today's society the niggas go and talk and then the mm-hmm. teachers get caught that's a different mm-hmm. we didn't have that back in the 90s nobody was talking back in the 90s Some now everything is glorified be fine as hell too they yeah, make but, it hard for these young fellas not to want to talk about it like bruh look at this badass teacher i just smashed like, i'm sorry to sound like this but i'm sorry because i know I, it's hard it's hard for you not to want to show off the fact <laughs> that you smashing your teacher whether you were in college or whether you were in high school, whether you were fucking middle school, it's an accolade for you. And at the same time, it shouldn't yeah, but it's be because accolade. it's not cool. See, it's an accolade back in the 90s that you shared 10 years later. Right. And to, in the 2000s, you share that shit right when it happens. Right. Yeah. Right when it happens, you put it on social media, you take a picture with her, kissing her and all that shit. Like, oh, Baby violin. Tell, you tell your mother, you texted her. Camera phone. Like, we had camera phone. Like, who you talking to, Miss Johnson? What, what are we talking about? We're trying to get some extra credit. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, when I was in high school, there was like this teacher. And when I tell you, she was always, always like trying to get me to come to her house and like come to like her class, like after everybody was left. And I was just Uh-oh. like, yo, you're really, and like, there was like, of course, like male teachers and like gym teachers. And I was just like, yo, gym, my, every gym teacher I had was a pervert and I'm not even bullshit. Yo, for real. I believe Mr. Addison probably was low key. Mm, I mean, when Maybe. he didn't, when he didn't teach the guys how to play basketball, but he lined all the girls up to show them how to shoot. You, you tell me what that is. That's what I want. I wouldn't, I when wouldn't my gym it. teacher in Lincoln to, took all the boys when we was doing our stretches and made us go to the back and all the girls come to the front, you tell me what that is. So it's everywhere. It is everywhere. My last question is, what would you tell young women that want to start a, start their own business? Keep your heart three stacks, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> um, Literally, I need you to act like a woman and always keep in mind to have a mind like a man like it's okay to be in your you know but you have to understand that men think they think differently of women in business um never never even tolerate someone trying to talk business over dinner (laughs) 
because you will get a lot of that in the beginning and I've never actually gone to dinner but like you're gonna get it I just want to let you know ahead of time <laughs> um, just to let you know it ain't steak you eat exactly do not let anybody downplay your work like do not tolerate any of that like you and another a huge thing there's not a fucking woman in the world that is ever supposed to be your competition ever right ever we stick together like we should you should never be the only woman in the room like you should always make sure that you are not the only woman in the room because it's fucking important like there's a lot of you know i don't give a fuck what industry it is unless it's maybe makeup or something like that for me i'm not really i'm feminine but i'm not very into girly things so it's like the things i'm into like even my brand is like very i have a lot of male customers and like i'm in a very male dominated industry and it's just like don't take anybody's shit they're not gonna want you there and please that's true a lot of people are gonna take you as a joke because you're a woman like they're gonna take Mm -hmm. it as like you know she's here because she looks good or you know because Mm -hmm. i'm talking to her and ignore that shit bro like kick the fuck up like i don't give a fuck how you feel don't let no nigga knock you off your block like do that shit like it's out there there are like-minded people there are people that are willing to support you like if somebody really wants to support you they're not gonna come at you crazy Mm -hmm. like never fall into that trap i see a lot of women fall into that trap like it's not necessary like it's the resources are out there like it's gonna be a little harder because people are definitely gonna downplay your shit they're definitely gonna like try to take advantage of you Mm -hmm. but it's just like realistically you can understand the market from two sides so Mm -hmm. it's like always i I don't care what market it is like you can navigate any market from both sides and like Mm -hmm. you have to make that your biggest fucking asset Mm -hmm. like never forget that like never think because like you're in a field with like a bunch of men that like you don't bring something to the table because like realistically all women do so it's Mm -hmm. like important to remember like never fucking settle don't downplay yourself and don't let anybody belittle the person that you are because not for nothing it's hard out here Mm -hmm. like because you can't just go into a meeting just like a man going into a meeting like you have to go into a meeting like what if this nigga tries something stupid? Like, what mm-hmm. if you waste my fucking time? Like, men don't typically have to worry about going into a meeting, a business meeting, and somebody wasting their time unless they're offering something that isn't enough for them. Mm-hmm. So it's just mm-hmm. like, don't play that shit. Don't get emotional over that shit. Like, demand the respect that you fucking worked for. Because, like, not for nothing... <laughs> It's hard out here for a bitch. <laughs> but like, we fucking do it. So just fucking do it, bro. Like, just, do it. just fucking do it. Like, whatever it is, just do it. And don't let nobody fuck out. Like, you know, grab your pussy and make sure there's like a couple of balls in your hand at the same time. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> like, I feel you though. I feel you. Right. My head out. So yeah. Ty, Tyrone, you got any more questions for Mahasa? I'll ask one question, just because I feel like it's somewhat important one. Do you feel the need to teach teach your kids your kids financial literacy? You know? Absolutely. Five. Absolutely. Like you have to. Money makes the world go round. Yes, like it it's not I'm not so loud. I it wish like, teach it in school ain't gonna teach them or something. But that's another that's reason why I feel like I, I needed to ask that for real. School ain't gonna teach them it. Mm-mm. No. Like I need them to not make the same mistakes I made. And like I know right. they like shit like they mom. So it's like oh, I don't the same mistakes. Mm-hmm. And like I need them to understand, like, y'all I'm working this hard. So you have access to these things and I don't I don't want you to fuck it up because at mm-hmm. the re- the reality is I plan on leaving my shit to my to kids. kids right. Like mm-hmm. I don't want them to fuck it up. And I'm right. totally honest. And that's a great thing because I always say that when when parents build businesses, most of the time that they groom their ch- their children right around the business to take care of the business and make them love that mm-hmm. business just the way they love it, they would take care of that business. But most of the time, kids they take just, the hard they work they and don't they grow run that shit kids, in the um, ground. That's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. It's true. But most of the time they run your hard work business into the ground they sell that shit for pennies and it's just like what the fuck it's did I build this legacy pennies. for us for, for you to continue it but you just threw it all away. And it's, it's like then what legacy are you building after that? What are you starting to do in your own to restart the legacy, to build your own legacy, to leave your legacy for your kids? And I don't think people think about their legacies anymore. I just think people they think don't. about Getting money, time. paying their bills, and surviving in life. You see it all God. the time. Oh, fucking real estate. Yeah. Oh, God. An apartment. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, Mahasha, you have any questions for us? No, you guys are fucking cool. I kept me on my toes. That's right. I got I was yeah. good questions, man. Might have been one of my favorite podcasts. We're, 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 we appreciate <laughs> hey. that, man. We, anytime you want to come back, man, you want to talk about some more right. sexual assault yeah. and you know how how we can help women, you know, uh, you know, get out of the the, the the stereotypes that they're pushed into as at young ages. You could definitely wild come back on, right? While customers experience how we could definitely have you back on to talk about black business attitudes and black women because I know a lot of right. black women that have businesses that got attitudes and they don't sell nothing because they got attitudes. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Ew. I know yeah. a lot of people that got nasty attitudes and they do really well, which is crazy. That that too. That too. So Probably because they don't get... take no shit. Like homegirl off of um, what's the name it? Why did I get married? The one that had the beauty shop? No. How crazy ass. Shit like uh-huh. that. Yeah, I mean, but we could definitely have you back on uh to, to talk to you some more. Just uh, let us know, man. We appreciate you stopping by. We thank you for giving uh yeah, for yeah, giving yeah, us yeah, your time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it was a great conversation. I had fun. Um, yeah, you. if you have anything else you want to say to the people that's listening, it's your time. For real, if you want to give anybody some shout-outs or anything like that, go ahead. You got the mic. I want to thank God. I want to thank my recording label, you know. <laughs> I want to thank Big Papa. <laughs> but nah, this is fucking dope. Like, I was, I definitely had a good time. Like, my cheeks are like, this is, my social battery is not drained. So this was like definitely fire. Like appreciate it. I try to come with the hits, man. That's my 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 objective is to come with the hits. Like on the money, I was. was... I came up with these questions today just to let you know too. He's on the spot. All right. 
So yeah. just to show you the work I do put in, bro, I try to make sure all my questions is hard hitting so people actually could think and answer the questions because I want I want you to give the people that's listening something they could take away from it. And I think you gave a lot of not just young women, older women that's getting into their business, that's struggling with their business. I think you gave them a lot to take away from. It. I think you gave a lot of uh, women that sexually assaulted a lot to take away from this podcast. And I think it's, I think you did, you did a very good job. And that's why I said, I do not mind having you back. You, your energy was great. You, uh, you was, you was there at every question. You didn't sh shy away from anything. You was able to talk about some of your experiences and that's all, that's all we ask here. That's all we ask. So I we want to thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you for giving us your time too, y'all. We really yeah. appreciate it. Well, my you mad at it. After that, Jesus. Well, well Mahasa, thank you, man. Thank you for stopping by. We enjoyed it. We're gonna we're gonna let you go ahead and enjoy the rest of your night, man. Enjoy your night, yo. Thank you, thank you. And I love that couch. Tyrone, your couch is sexy. Yes. My grandma couch. <laughs> <laughs> My grandma couch. Fashion fire. Uh, uh, you, you, you be good, good, man. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you. Anytime, anytime. Take it See easy. you guys. Bye. Later. Bye. All right, Bye. man. That was a good one. Oh, was that a good one? That was a good one. All right. Anytime we can have our guests tell us it was a good one. Oh, it's a good oh, mama, one. That's right? a good one. For you real. know, when they come and they have that good, comfortable vibe, like I said, mm -hmm. I think. And uh, if you if you were around it's been a minute since I when, my when we too, first yeah. started, and it's so glad we stopped because my light, my light died. Um, nice. Uh, if you were around when we did our first episode, it's not up anymore. Uh, when we did our first episode, you kind of know that we uh, we want people to be comfortable here. We want to ask questions that they're comfortable answering because that I think that's the, the best way we get the best answers out of them to help you guys take something away from the podcast. Uh, today podcast, you know, I like to do a breakdown at the end of every video. So today podcast was about uh, basically just being a mother growing up in the hood. Uh, um, well, growing up in the hood, being a mother growing up in the hood and building a business in the hood. And I think we, I think she explained, explained you know, that very well of growing up in an environment she was being rebellious, being rebellious, um, you know, finding out things the hard way, being able to share those things with her sister, um, you know, having kids, being able to, to, to take away from her experience and, you know, to give a better um, understanding, a better life for mm -hmm. her kids to then, you know, have a business and, you know, push so hard to build that business. So like she said, she can leave it to her kids because ultimately for us that do have kids, ultimately what we're trying to do, you know, is build something to lead them so they don't struggle. So they don't have to go through the things that we went through. And I think that's key. I think she said a lot of important things. Uh, the sexual assault um, conversation was surprising to me. I didn't know, I didn't think it was gonna come out, but it was a very good conversation. I think we all could take something away from it. Um, but I'll say, I'll say this on, on, on that situation is, like I said, in the conversation, it needs to stop on both ends. Like nobody mm -hmm. has a right to violate an, anybody's body. Like you hear men, mm -hmm. you, you hear women out here. Well, we know men sexually assault women, but you hear women out here saying that men don't have a right to say no, whether they're in a relationship or with them or not, that's sexually assault. We have to stop all this stereotyping, this double standards, this who could do what between genders. And we just have to live our lives according to us and who we're with, that's it. That's it. Mm -hmm. Stop harming people. Harm. Mm -hmm. I was going to say something, but I ain't going to say it. Stop harming people. All right? mm -hmm. be, be better. We need to be better as a community. We need to be, do, do be better as parents. We need to be better as a community. We have to strive to do better for the kids that's around us because that is our future. If our kids keep killing each other, we have no future leaders. We have nobody to lead us 
or our, or their kids or the kids after them into anything great because right. they're going to be living for what the circle that's outside, the circle that yeah, somebody right. else set for them instead of the, the guidance that you gave them as a parent. I get it. It's hard. You know, we, us as fathers, we work two, three jobs to, to, to pay the bills, not me. Uh, right. I'm not, I'm not, I doing got that. I'm not doing that. Um, I don't I think anybody to. should have to work two, three jobs to, 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 to pay for a living, but a lot of fathers do it. A lot of mothers do it. A lot of single mothers do it. And um, we just want to mm-hmm. give you guys props and we want to let you guys know that we understand, you know, but, um, you know, she does have, you know, kids and she does fight each and every day for, for her to make a better life for her kids. And I think that's mm-hmm. the only thing you can ask of a single mother with kids is to keep fighting and make a better life for, for your kids. And, you know, right. um, when you guys do find partners, make sure it's the right person because, you know, not everybody wants oh, to protect God. your kid the way you protect your kid. Not everybody's going to mm-hmm. love your kid the way you love your kid. So we have to be careful as parents on what we're teaching our kids, mm-hmm. where, where we're leaving our kids and who we allow around our kids. And if we could do a better job at that, we, we will see the community start rebuilding right itself. We can see the community start rebuilding itself and our kids start having real guidance around them because the people around them are going to watch them and stop them from becoming mm-hmm. gang members, stop them from doing the, the stuff in the streets that they're not supposed to be mm-hmm. doing, legal stuff, you know, set them on the right path. We need more programs in place, not just recreation of centers. We need more programs in place. Where where are the, the talented players going? We talked about this two episodes ago. Where are the talent mm-hmm. in Jersey City going? They ain't going nowhere. They go to the streets and they die in the streets. Mm-hmm. We have to find a better way way of getting this shit done and mm-hmm. and again we want to thank Mahasa for coming on i am going to have you. um the link to her store she has a website all that information will be down below in the link like it always is man <laughs> but if you can truly understand what thomas edison is saying here bro is deep many of uh many of lives failures are people who did not realize how close they were to success when they gave up say that one more time Many of lives' failures are people who did not know how close they were to success when they gave up. When they what? Gave up. Wow. Push a little further. Push a little harder. Fight a little longer. You dream? Listen, we have the power to make our dreams come true. As Tyrone Mama once told me, I have the power to change my life. And so do you. On that note, this is your boy, Troy. And this is your boy, T. Brown. And thank you for watching the Watch Your Brother Podcast. Peace. Peace.